This is the NTT IndyCar Series. From Road America in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. I think it's one of the best kind of permanent road courses in the world. Road America is a track that I've been to a handful of times, and it's one of the longest tracks that we go to. That's one of my favorite tracks. I've always been very fast there. For a driver, it is the ultimate track. You know, super high speed, good mix of elevation, high speed, low speed corners. It has it all. With live flag-to-flag -flag coverage, this is the IndyCar Radio Network. Does Will Power have the tires to hold off Alexander Rossi? Rossi wants to get that one, and he visibly closes. It's down to about eight car lengths as they make their way through turn number nine, now turn number ten, and Will Power trying to get the 100th victory for Chevrolet. Here is the Sunset's on Belle Isle. It's 1.4 seconds to lead for Will Power over Alexander Rossi. Does Rossi have enough time to catch him on the final couple of turns? They work their way through 12. Turn number 13, Will Power's going to climb into the throttle. The lead, 1.1 seconds for Will Power. Twin checkers out, and he holds off Alexander Rossi. A spirited battle over the final lap as Will Power gives Chevrolet their 100th win. Outdueling Alexander Rossi to the checkered flag. He wins the final Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix presented by Lear. Wow, man, that's redemption. You never, like, think of it like it owes you. You just think... Eh, I never get paid back for those ones. That's just how racing is, but that was redemption. Avenging a loss one year ago in Detroit due to a late race mechanical failure. Will Power on failing Firestone alternate tires held off a hard-charging Alexander Rossi on the primaries in the finale on Belle Isle. This is Mark James, the championship chase moves to rolling, flowing, beautiful Road America. And it appears Alexander Rossi is laser-focused on securing a championship as a farewell present to Andretti Autosport before he heads to Errol McLaren next year. He secured the pole for today's Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. 27 cars make up the grid for today's race. Before we hear from many of the drivers, we do need to go out to turn five where Michael Young will be calling the action today. And Michael, a nasty accident, uh, postponed the Indy Lights race. And we're happy to report that driver's okay and the Lights race will conclude following the NTT IndyCar Series event. Yeah, Christian Bogle's car hit the curbing at the entrance of the turn, got airborne and took out about 80 feet of the catch friends. As you said, he is okay. The crews went to work. They have completed repairs, much to the approval of the fans here in turn number five. We will be going racing on time for the NTT IndyCar race. Good stuff, Michael Young, and hats off to that crew in the NTT IndyCar series to uh, make those necessary repairs. So let's hear from many of the field of 27 today. We'll start with Ryan Marine. Thank you, Mark. And we'll speak now here real quick with Callum Eilat. Everyone, all the other drivers coming in here before driver intros, they've been looking at your hand. They've been asking you about it. I might as well uh, ask as well, how, how is the hand feeling, especially after your crash in qualifying yesterday? Yeah, no, the, in quality it was, the other, it was the other hand that got a little bit cool, but it's all fine. Um, no, it's been good. Uh, Friday was a little bit sore afterwards, but I think actually having used it, it kind of got a bit used to it. So, yeah, it's been a been a good weekend in terms of pace. Been very up and down in terms of like discovering the pace. Um, like warm up yesterday was was not not ideal. Um, but yeah, we're we're starting P12. You know, I'm not having any other issues. Uh, should be a good race, I think. Good luck today. Thank you very much. That's Callum Eilat, who will start 12th. He said he likes this place. Compared it, said it's a combination of Spa and Zandvoort. Interesting combination. Joining me in the pits will be Joel Sebastianelli. Who have you found, Joel? 
two guys sitting next to each other, hoping to make their way through the field. We'll start with Jack Harvey starting 20th in the Hy-Vee Honda. What will it take to make your way up through the field today? Uh, honestly, for us to get to the front, I think it's probably going to need a little bit of help outside of our control. Uh, you know, for the race, we've gone to something that we haven't raced before. Uh, honestly, just to try and get a direction at this point, I think that's what we need as a, a team. We need to leave with a clear, clear path of how we want to continue the season. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, these kind of races are turning up into uh, tests for us as well at the minute, but we'll figure it out. All right, Jack, we appreciate your time, and we wish you the best of luck. And, Renus, I'll ask you the same question that I asked. Jack, you'll have to make your way up to the field. I know that this is your favorite track. You weren't here last year. What will it take to move your way up today? Uh, well, I'm starting on the red tires, so that will help. Um, and I like passing. I think there's good opportunities. And really, in that opening lap, you gotta you got to take profit of other guys going off and all the chaos happening around you because there's a lot of stuff happening on lap one here so we'll give it all we have and uh, hopefully we can move up a few spots we need to start 17th ryan i've got caught up with felix rosenquist and felix the last time you raced here at road america and in indycar you won you didn't get to race here last year how eager are you to get back and get back out on track in a race at this place Oh, it's going to be fun. It's a beautiful day. Uh, starting in the same position, actually, as when I won. So that's uh, encouraging. Um, I think we had uh, uh, not not the most smooth weekend for me. I, I think it's been one of the places where I just didn't really find the balance. But we're still, you know, we're starting P7. And I think that's, you know, a very good weekend when it hasn't felt good. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think our race car seemed strong. Uh, felt pretty good in warm-up. Uh, I think it's going to be about... Looking after tires in this race is going to be huge. Uh, obviously, fuel sale fuel can be uh, in, in the mix as well. But, um, yeah, feeling good. Felix Rosenquist will start seventh. And from one Swede to another, we go to Joel. Marcus Erickson who was the biggest mover the last two times we've been here at Road America. You moved up 12 positions in one race, eight in the next. But you start fourth. You don't have to move up very far today. Just how strong is your Husky Chocolate Honda? Yeah, I think we've been really strong here, like you said, the last few years, uh, especially in the races, and uh, been struggling a bit in qualifying, and I feel really happy that we found some improvements this year to, to be faster in qualifying, and, you know, qualifying on the on the second row is a really good place to start a race from, and, uh, and like, yeah, like you said, we, we've been strong in the races, so we're feeling confident that we can uh, go out there and fight for that win. That's good news for the Indy 500 winner. Good news for his fans. There's merchandise available on the IndyCar website, Ryan. And I've caught up with the man who will start on the outside of the front row, Joseph Newgarden. You started on pole here last year. You looked like you had this race won until you didn't at the end. You still have a smile on your face, though. Is this a place that's just fun to run an IndyCar, no matter what the situation might be? It's a great track. One of my favorites. I think one of the best in the world. So, yeah, excited. I think we got a good fast PPG Team Chevy car. Um, just need to make the most of it today. Starting on the Reds, what went into that thought process? Um, I don't know. I think you're rolling the dice these days. Not sure what's going to be best, but feeling like maybe the primaries are going to be longer lasting, so I'll try and get the Reds out of the way. He's going to roll the dice. We'll see what they come up with in a couple of hours. That's Joseph Newgarden, who will start second. Joel? I'm wondering if Scott Dixon will have to roll the dice at all today. He qualifies ninth for the second week in a row, making his 296th consecutive start. That's second most in IndyCar history. Now, last week at Belle Isle, it was tire strategy and driving that got you up to third. What's it going to take to move up today? 
Uh, probably similar. You know, I think uh, the car's definitely got some good speed, but, you know, uh, just didn't get the most of it. We kind of overcompensated in Q2 and got the car way too loose. So, uh, you know, as we can see from our teammates, they've definitely got good pace. Um, you know, I think today it's always going to be about strategy, you know, using the right tyres at the right time and, and uh, hopefully, you know, capitalising on some other mistakes. But uh, a clean day, I think you should be pretty good here. And a clean day could put him into Mario Andretti's company with 52 wins. Thank you, Scott. Ryan? And I've caught up with Pato Award. He will start in the fifth spot. Pato, you are the highest starting driver to go on the blacks at the start of this race. What will that allow you to do on the opening stint? Um, I think it opens our window, right? I think it's, uh, it allows us to explore different options. Um, you know, obviously... It's, it's historically been an undercut race, so it's it's difficult to make the overcut work. But um, I think if you have a car that, that that is able to help you save the tire in the beginning, and once the red starts coming off, and you have some clean air, you can make up some track time. It's it's a long lap around here, so it's 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 gonna make it interesting for sure. Going back to last year, it didn't seem like the McLaren team quite had this place figured out. How much improvement have you made year to year? Massive, man. We we have a lot more pace. Uh, the car's more drivable. We feel definitely. A lot better than what we were last year and uh, I'm excited for the race I'm excited to see what uh, what we can pull off you know we're like you said we're the first car on primaries and um, I think we can do a really good race today put on the show for us all right thanks man that's Pato award Joel Alexander Rossi put on a show yesterday blinding lap for his first pole in three years three years ago was your last win right here at Road America and I think that there's been a perception that you know, there's a weight lifted off your shoulders signing with a new team for next year. But I've heard from you that's not the case. And Brian Barnhart says the same thing. It has something to do with this team finally starting to gel. Can you shed some light on what it is that's given this team some momentum on the last few weeks? Um, I don't think you can quantify to any one thing. Certainly the deal had nothing to do with it. I've, I've known about that for a long time. So, um I don't know. Like I, and I don't. I don't care to know. Like I'm just happy that, that that everyone's in a good space and that the results are starting to come. Hopefully, we can finish the job today. We've got a, a long road ahead of us for sure. But um, the car's been fantastic all weekend, and um, look forward to, to going out there and hopefully bringing this whole situation full circle to where we last got our win. Stick with what works, and it's working right now for Alexander Rossi, Ryan. And I'm joined by Alex Pillow, who will start in the third spot. He's having a very animated conversation with Pato Award and Simon Pagino right now. You were showing them something on your phone as well. What was this discussion all about, or is it top secret? Uh, top secret. No, it was just something about uh, how difficult the, the track was yesterday to go uh, really fast. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, we're ready for the race, man. Uh, we had good car all weekend. Um, yesterday I was super happy on qualifying and especially on the warm-up. So we'll try and get that number 10 American Legion to victory lane. What's going to be the key from a strategic perspective? Is it the fuel, is it the tires, or is it the combination? Both. <laughs> I think the tires are going to give us a hard time on like knowing how much we can push, um, which is going to make the strategies really interesting. It's what we want. And the fuel is always tough, man. You always want to burn less fuel than the guys up front and the guys that are following you. So we'll, we'll try and, and do the best we can today. It's a good starting position for the reigning winner here at Road America, Alex Pillow, who starts third. Joel? 
Christian Lundgaard starts 13th. Believe it or not, there's only been one winner here at Road America who's won from outside the top 10. It was Alex Tagliani who started 13th. So that's where you are. How do you feel about your chances to move up through the field today? Well, that sounds promising. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, you know, obviously every race we want to win and, and in IndyCar, there's always an opportunity if you're in the race. So uh, we, we've seen it at pretty much every track that you can do it. Uh, you, when you're in the field, you, you have an opportunity. I think the changes we've done overnight looks promising. Um, pretty much the whole weekend, we moved in one direction. And, and you know, we've made steps towards um, the better. Um, so we just hope the overnight change we've done uh, from yesterday is, uh, is the big step. Christian's been the top runner with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing all weekend. Hoping to do the same today, Ryan. And Roman Grosjean will start in the sixth spot. He's looking awfully relaxed here backstage ahead of driver introductions, but it's about to get very intense in just a, about 20, 30 minutes. You like this place. I watched your preview video you posted on YouTube. What is it about Road America that makes it one of the top tracks in the country? Oh, I just love being here. I think the atmosphere, the fans, uh, the countryside, the racetrack, the layout, the elevation, and, and all of that is just uh, absolutely stunning. So. I love it. Uh, it's really good for racing. We saw long straight lines and big braking, so hopefully we can have a good one. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Joel? Well, one of the things we've heard from some drivers and teams is that Andretti may be the team to beat. Colton Herta is one of those drivers, but you're moving back six positions because of a penalty. Has that changed your strategy at all? Um, you know, I, I don't think too much. We were fifth, and I think we're kind of going for the same goal and, and same strategy either way. Uh, I think we have a really good car. It's very fast, and we can move up. But, um, yeah, put it to the test today. Simple enough. He's heading out to driver introductions now. Thank you, Colton. Uh, great stuff, guys. 13 of the 27 starters, 8 of the top 10. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us when we come back to Road America. You are listening to the NTT IndyCar Series on great stations all across this land of ours. WBAG, Burlington, North Carolina, 102.5 and 106.3. The game at Nashville, Tennessee at Classic Country, WCUB. Our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, joins us now. And Davey, scrolling through, looking at uh, you know various notes that our friends in uh, multiple forms of media post. Some interesting numbers from Nathan Brown of the Indianapolis Star. that This year's average finish for a pole setter is 10.86, but about Road America, 26 of the 32 winners at this course have come from the top six, but for Alexander Rossi, your pole sitter, four of his seven wins have come from pole, so uh, it speaks well for Alexander Rossi's chances for success today. Yeah, off to a good start, right? I mean, it's a, it's something that that team and Alexander has needed for a while. I mean, it's been three years, so quite a bit of a, quite a dry spell. As he mentioned, we all kind of thought, a uh, new contract. Something's happened. It it, it, uh, it revved him up to to really perform here um, in these last few races for Andretti. But he says no. He's known about that McLaren uh, situation for a long time. It hasn't changed anything. Doesn't care to know what is the situation. He just wants to win, and he's put himself in a really good uh, position this weekend to do that. Mark. Top seven starting on red. Two stops over the 55 laps because this track, again, is four miles in length. First window opens up around lap 17 or 18, then again around lap 32. So as we mentioned, well, let me let me rephrase that. Six of the top seven starting on reds and the rest of the top ten on blacks. The idea in mind deploying that strategy. Well, you know, I think the situation here is pretty straight out with a two-stop strategy, but... Is, is one of these teams going to try a three-stopper just to get off of those reds immediately if they're going to fall off in speed like they did 
you know, last week in Detroit. So, um, and and a lot of a lot of these drivers think that's what's going to happen. So, starting off with those reds, they definitely want to get them out of the way. They want to finish up on the blacks. Seems like much faster once you get a few laps on them. Much faster in the long run. So you never know. We've seen Will Power say, "Well, I'm going to wait till the reds till last stint last week." <clears throat> made it work, Mark. He made it work barely, but it did work. And putting Rossi in second, Will Power in first. So. Uh, that's one great thing about IndyCar racing. It's not just the fastest car, the fastest team, but the strategy that's thrown in, and whether it's pit stop strategy, whether it's the tire strategy, knowing that you have to run at least one set of sticker reds and one set of sticker blacks in every race. Uh, and so that, uh, that leaves it for, you know, it's, it's, it's anybody's game. Sometimes that three-stop strategy, the success of it is dependent upon your ability to predict cautions now that's not really a wise strategy is it here at road america in 10 times of the history of this event we have gone caution free yeah we've gone caution free and and um, boy i wouldn't be surprised to do it again for the reason of now let's, let's i should say the reason of well, let me finish that we haven't had a lot of yellows through this entire weekend in practice only a couple with cars that have gone off no big heavy contact just have gone off and, and couldn't get back on track. So throw a quick caution to get a car off. But earlier today in the Indy Lights race, nothing but cautions. As a matter of fact, so many cautions, Mark, the race is going to finish after the Indy right. car race today. So um, accidents, a lot of yellows, a lot of crazy things going on. So is that going to happen today in the Indy car race? We're soon to find out, but you're right. More times than not, this goes caution-free. Yeah, three times we've had only one race leader in the history of this event, which is absolutely unheard of. And, uh, okay, let's talk about this course specifically. We think at the start, a couple of uh, the more interesting areas, the first handful of laps, certainly into turn number one, that's where things really start to get aggressive, and they stay aggressive through two and three. And then it's a long drag race downhill to turn number five. And again, that's the scene of a lot of chaos, typically in an NTT IndyCar Series event here. Yeah, no question. As you as you talked about the front straightaway first, I mean, what a huge uh, draft it's going to generate for these cars running behind somebody. We'll see them going to turn one at some point today, two, three, four wide on these starts, and if there's any restarts. But you're right, turn five creates so much havoc. Uh, the track's really fast, dropping off that hill, getting into turn five. Really the biggest breaking point on this racetrack and the tightest corner on this racetrack. So everybody tries to file down in their three wide, but then you can only go through one and sometimes two wide before you get out in those rumble strips. So it's an interesting corner. We've seen a big accident this morning uh, in the Indy Lights car. They're taking out a lot of fence. That's why the race was postponed till after the Indy car race, Mark. And um, hopefully, like I said, we want to see it clean and green, but we also want to see some exciting racing. David and I will discuss the battle for the Manufacturers Championship and continue to preview the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. We'll be come back. Davey Hamilton, six of the top ten power plants today as we roll off along to Honda, including three of the top four. Will Power gets the win for Chevrolet. They're 100 since they returned to the series at the Chevrolet uh, Grand Prix uh, at Belle Isle. And uh, looks to me like much like the battle for the championship between the drivers, the battle for the manufacturer's championship is going to go down to the wire as well. Yeah, as you said, uh, Chevrolet being able to uh, solidify how strong they are in IndyCar racing by winning their 100th race in their backyard in Detroit last weekend with Will Power. 
Uh, nice points lead, as you just said, over Honda. But right now, Alexander Rossi with that Honda power starting on the pole. But you got a Chevrolet with Newgarden on the outside of him. Pelo, Erickson in the second row, both Hondas. So it's a fight. It's spread. If you look down through this lineup, Mark, the Hondas and Chevrolets are spread pretty equal throughout the field. Horsepower important, Davey, but how vital is the battle for the fuel mileage between these manufacturers? Yeah, you know, some of the tracks it is important. Some others not so important. This being a two-stop, pretty clean-cut strategy, I think that fuel it won't be a big issue. I think they might save a little bit of fuel, some of these teams and drivers, at the start of the stint when it's really packed out there where they can't make a lot of track up. Why not save a little fuel, stay in the draft, and then for later on being able to go full power. So um, that is key, and that's something that these teams do work on, and I should say the engine manufacturers work on more than anybody is to make sure that they have the power needed to win, but the better fuel mileage to, uh, to beat the opponent. Time now for the HPD Engineering Update. Here's Ryan Marine. Joe Capelli is the IndyCar Group Supervisor for HPD, and he joins us now for the HPD Engineering Update. Big day yesterday with the poll for Alexander Rossi. He was able to, to come through and score yet another poll for Honda at this place. How exciting was that? It's super exciting for us. We're really happy with our eight polls. Um, we've had seven wins here, and we're looking for our eighth win. Um, we're just hoping that the weather holds off. So um, we have it in good hands for this race, and we're really excited. Big thanks uh, out to HPD for providing the big power here for the track. Uh, long straights, so we can really show our stuff off. It's been a, a good place for Honda historically, but it's a place that everyone likes to come to. Road America just puts a smile on your face, right? Every time the weather's beautiful, the beer is good, and so are the brats. It's all you could ask for. Hey, that is our HPD engineering update. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Uh, the NTT IndyCar Series moving full speed ahead at the race for equality and change. Time now to check in with Louisa Maser in this week's segment of On Track with Diversity presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR and benefits consultant. This week, we chat with Beth Peretta, CEO and team principal at Peretta Autosport. Racing has always been part of your DNA, Beth. So what does this mean to you and the growth in women and diverse individuals being involved in motorsports from when you were a child to where you are at now? I think it's amazing to see how many other teams within even the IndyCar paddock put a lot of the women on their teams forward and made them more visible. Um, there have been women kind of sprinkled about on, on a, uh, some, several teams for a few years, um, and they're now actively trying to hire more. And so I'm hoping that, you know, we've played a, a small role in, in pushing that forward. And as I always say, I, people sometimes say that we have a, a, a team that's 100% women. That's not actually not the case. We are a co-ed team, but my goal is that there are women on 100% of the team. How was the 8500 a springboard? for your female crew members and in general just all your members uh, to pursue more opportunities in motorsports. Our entry in the 2021 Indy 500 was historic. It was the first time in 110 years that you had this majority female team. Uh, you know, women weren't allowed in the paddock at IMS until 1971, so it was 50 more years until you saw our team. What's amazing is some of the women have uh, gone on to, one is working uh, in NASCAR on the cup side in a technical role. One of them is on the three car, and another one is a technical coordinator at Team Penske. But it's just great to see them um, elevated uh, either within the IndyCar paddock or with other paddocks because that means that, you know, they obviously showed that they are capable of doing these jobs and hopefully they all have long careers ahead of them. On Track with Diversity is brought to you by Gallagher. For 95 years in communities across the globe, Gallagher's insurance, risk management, and consulting solutions have helped businesses face their future with confidence. Gallagher. To learn more, visit AJG.com.
About four minutes away from going trackside at Road America for pre-race festivities, Davey Hamilton rejoins us now. And Davey, a well-deserved break for us all when the twin checkers <laughs> fly on this race today. Yeah, it absolutely is. We've been wide open, as you know, Mark, since, uh, you know, before Indy month opened. Went to Barber Motorsports Park straight to to Indianapolis Road Race and the 500 and Detroit and out here. So these teams and everybody involved with IndyCar is, is going to get a well-deserved break uh, before it all kind of starts up again because once we go to the 4th of July weekend in mid-Ohio, Mark, it gets busy and stays busy after that as well. So uh, the summer break is here, but uh, we're looking forward already to mid-Ohio. Next race is scheduled for July 3rd at mid-Ohio. Then from there we go to Toronto, then doubleheader at Iowa, and then the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. We'll go trackside when we come back. History here dates back to when Kart debuted in 1982. Hector, Hector Rabaki was your first winner. Mario Andretti went back-to-back, -back and Kart stayed here until the 2003 campaign when Kart took over. Uh, and then our cart took o our champ car took over from cart, we should say. And then the last race for champ car was 2007. IndyCar landed here in 2016. Will Power, Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, then Dixon, Rosenquist, and Pelot. As far as this season, parody has been the order of the day. There have been six different winners in seven races. Scott McLaughlin, Joseph Newgarden. Pato Award, Colton Herta, Marcus Erickson, and Will Power have all won this season. The record for the most different winners in a season, 11. And that has happened three times. It's time to go trackside here at Road America. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats as the Town of Sheboygan Fire Department Honor Guard presents our nation's colors. Please remain standing as Chaplain Jason Holt of IndyCar Ministries offers today's invocation. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the gift of life and the opportunity to race in such an incredible place. And God, we take a moment to pray for our brave men and women serving overseas and within our borders, protecting our freedoms to be able to gather like this today. And so, God, we lift up each one of these drivers, their teams, safety personnel, and these amazing plans for a great day, a smooth day, and most of all, a safe day of racing. But most of all, God, we say thank you for the love and hope available at the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome local, local performing artist Anton Petenpole. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave 
proved through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. A well-timed, very impressive flyover for A-10 Warthogs from the 355th wing from Davis Monahan Air Force Base in Arizona. All right, a little over four miles in length, and there are 14 turns, so we need some help to paint the picture for you today at this picturesque place. And uh, three very, very talented gentlemen uh, in amongst uh, the thousands that have filed in here to Road America, and chaos will ensue early, we think. And no one better to describe it for you than the guy who's set up just outside of turn number one, the downhill portion going into turn number one. We welcome in Nick Yeoman. Uh, hello, Mark Chains. You are absolutely right. I'm glad you gave that nod to the thousands of race fans that have made their way out to the racetrack because it is impressive. Again, the seventh year since IndyCar under that sanctioning has returned to Road America, and this might be the biggest crowd we have seen yet. I am high atop turn number one in a camera stand looking down at one of the baddest and fastest corners on the entire IndyCar calendar. It is a technically right-hand 90-degree turn, but it is lightning quick. The drive Drivers will pop into my view right as they crest the hill on the front straightaway and run underneath the flag stand. And then it is a long haul down here to turn number one. We've seen plenty of drafting. We've seen plenty of passing opportunities. And, boy, if it goes wrong, it goes wrong in a big way down here in turn one. There is red and yellow curving to the inside of the corner. A lot of gravel runoff just in case something does go wrong. There are campers to the inside of the corner, grandstands filled with people to the outside. It is a spectacular view down here in turn number one. After they leave this corner, it's a slight, uh, you know, turn to the right of turn number two, if you can call it that. They'll head back downhill. And, Mark, that's why I will hand it back to you in the booth for call turn number three. Yeah, you know, it's not a very long portion of the racetrack, but plenty will happen there. It, too, is a passing zone. And turn number three is the one that you want to hit right because if you do so, it's a downhill run. It's a little bit of a bender. They call turn number four, but not actually a a, a really pronounced turn, but more importantly, you'll go further downhill into troublesome turn number five. Michael Young, you've already put in a full day there based upon what happened in the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires. Yeah, Christian Bogle hitting that curbing at the entrance of turn number five, launched into the air and took out about 80 feet of fencing. Everything is repaired, and we will see Christian later on this afternoon. But a picturesque day here at beautiful Road America. I call it a race fan's playground because this place is one of the most fascinating and fun places in all of motorsport. And I've never seen as many folks down here in turn number five as I am witnessing here today. Not only are they adorned on the right side of turn number five, all three grandstands are full. They're on the hill, Fireman's Hill, which will be on driver's right, the Elkhart Lake Lions Club serving up that roasted corn. It is a beautiful day, and race fans are in for a treat. From turn four to turn five, it's called the Moraine Suite. 640 acres in this Kettle Moraine area of Wisconsin, and the Moraine Suite drops about 55 feet into that left-hander of turn number five. It's a great opportunity to pass, but you have to be careful because 
because if you swing too far right, there is a gravel trap there. There's also rumble strips to driver's right as you exit turn number five. And then 40 feet back up, it's about 300 yards as they enter turn number six. They'll go underneath the Corvette Bridge to the left-hander of turn number six, a great vantage point for the fans. For the right-hand side, they're basically right on top of the racetrack, and then the drivers will funnel back down into turn number seven. It's a very quick portion of the track. They call that the hurry downs, and that's where they'll come to the view of our Jake Query. Thank you so much, Michael. It is quite different than yesterday in terms of Mother Nature and her cooperation here with Road America because it is absolutely sun-drenched blue skies in Wisconsin. Turn number eight is a left-handed turn that when you take it, you set yourself up for the carousel. That essentially is just a long, sweeping, almost like a horseshoe. But there is a bit of an elevation change as you take that long right-handed turn. Technically speaking, it encompasses turns 9 and 10. There are woods off to the left. There are campers to your right as you go through that area. And the reality is the car is going to want to continue straight towards your left, so to speak, because of all that energy that you're bringing with you coming down off that elevation change. But you've got to be mindful because when you come through turn number 10, it is a straightaway, a little bit uphill, then a right-handed kink that becomes turn number 11. Then, Mark Janes, that leads to another very fast portion of this racetrack as they set up much later for a right-hander that is turn number 12. Yeah, that's Cat in a quarter. And Davey Hamilton, uh, to me, this is one of the coolest portions of the racetrack between 12 and 14 through 13 little bit of a bend, a kink, if you will. But to me, this is where these cars look the fastest anywhere on this racetrack. Yeah, absolutely. And, man, you can feel, see the speed, and you can hear the speed as they're on the throttle going through that corner, Mark. And uh, so what a great place to watch from. And I'm just watching a lot of highlights. So much action has happened in this racetrack over the years, and a lot of them in that corner. Just to, You have to be faster there, and it really tells you. Um, how impressive and how fast these cars really go when you watch them go through that area of the racetrack. And we have seen over time, Davey, and over the course of this day for sure, while we think by and large a lot of the curbing here is a big, big part of this racetrack and the drivers use as much of it as they can. As Christian Vogel found out in the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires, if you catch that curbing just right, it can launch these race cars. Yeah, that's right. The curbing that you, you put, you know, you try to keep the cars contained. You asphalt the track, you leave grass runoff, but they'll use it all. They'll go on the grass. So they put some extra curbing. They put some extra asphalt out. They continue to use it. So um, you got to be careful. As we've seen, Kirby can catch you out here. And this racetrack is some of the great races it's produced. It's also produced some of the most wild and amazing accidents and for the drivers walked away un unheard at this racetrack. Is there ever been a track that uh, I, I think more falls under the guise of a driver's meeting and when race control and the race stewards remind these guys, look, you can't win it on turn one, but you can lose it there. But I think the difference is here, Davey, at the start of this race, that's true of turn one, turn two, turn three, <laughs> turn four, and turn five. Yeah, well, and, and, and don't forget, going between turn five and turn six gets pretty crazy. If we see cars bumping and banging going up that hill as well. So you're right. There's a lot of areas that it seems that there is contact with these cars. Uh, really hot, uh, the run that Alexander Rossi's been on lately, Davey. He, like Pato Award, with their future secure, those guys seem to have taken a deep breath now, and they're just focused on winning races. I don't know if it was a deep breath or just happens to be coincident, but something has happened. Those two drivers are on fire right now. They're in, putting themselves in positions not only to be on poles but win races, and uh, it's exciting to see that he's back on, on top of the game. Last win he had here three years ago, 
starting from the best position you can start from, and that is on the pole. We'll see if he can get it done today. And last point quickly, Davey, a lot of pressure on these teams today with just two stops. Two stops. they got to get it right, Mark. Don't make any mistakes because that's just as important as that driver on track. All right. Uh, well, we're just about ready to go trackside. In fact, we are. Let's go trackside here at Road America. It's time for the most famous words in motorsports. Here to give the command for the Sanzio Grand Prix at Road America, presented by AMR, please welcome the president of Sanzio Vehicle Protection, Lindsey Bird. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all the IndyCar fans here at Road America, drivers, please start your engines. Today's NTT IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 14. Simona Di Silvestro, Switzerland. Row 13. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Tatiana Calderon, Colombia. Row 12. Kyle Kirkwood, United States. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Row 11. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Devlin DeFrancesco, Canada. Row 10. Jack Harvey, United Kingdom. Takuma Sato, Japan. Row 9. Connor Daly, United States. Rinus VK, the Netherlands. Row 8. Elio Castroneves, Brazil. Will Power, Australia. Row 7. David Malukas, United States. Christian Lundgaard, Denmark. Row 6. Callum Eilert, United Kingdom. Colton Herta, United States. Row 5. Simon Pagenaud, France. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Row 4. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Row 3. Romain Grosjean, France. Patricio Ward, Monterey, Mexico. Row 2. Marcus Ericsson, Sweden. Alex Below, Spain. On the outside of Row 1. Joseph Dugarden, United States. And starting on the pole. Alexander Rossi, United States. There's your starting lineup for today's race. Great job off the top by our pit reporters talking to 13 of the 27 starters. Let's find out what stories they'll be keeping their eye on today in a rather busy pit road. As always, we'll start with Ryan Marine. Well, Mark, it was not a huge surprise that Alexander Rossi, after scoring his first pole in three years yesterday, didn't show a great deal of emotion. He's not the most emotional driver on this grid. However, I do wonder if he were to prevail today and break a winless streak that dates back to this track three seasons ago, if we might see a little crack in that facade when we speak to him in victory lane. We know that his future is already sorted. He'll be leaving the Andretti Autosport team next year to join Aero McLaren SP, but the form has been good as of late with the current Andretti Autosport team, and he's told the media recently Look, I'm not doing anything differently. We are just executing. Well, that was on firm display one day ago when he stormed to pole, doing so on the alternate black tires and setting a time that absolutely blew Joseph Newgarden's mind when he found out it was done on the blacks and on the reds. Alexander Rossi, a track that he knows well, a track that he's won on before. He's starting out front, and he could very well end that long, windless drought here today. A little bit further down pit lane, I welcome once again to the broadcast Joel Sebastianelli. 
Thank you, Ryan. And we now welcome Renus VK to the track. He had a little bit of trouble getting going, but that machine for Ed Carpenter Racing has been fired and joining everybody. Uh, just about 30 seconds ago, he got off of pit lane. Driver I'm going to be keeping an eye on is Alex Pillow, who, as the defending series champion, still somehow doesn't seem to have enough eyes on him, in my opinion. And that's true for the season, where he's fourth in points and on track where he qualified third. He's been so strong. Top 10 in nine of the last 10 races, six top fives in that stretch. Five of those are podiums, but he hasn't won this year. His last win coming back in Portland, and you mentioned earlier, Mark, that we could be closing in on a record by season's end for most winners in the season. Well, if he wins today, he could certainly do that in the American Legion number 10 Honda for Chip Ganassi Racing. And, of course, that team is always strong here. They've won three in a row at Road America. Good stuff, Joel. Good stuff, Ryan. Look forward to your call all throughout the course of the day. And one more time, let's get the thoughts and impressions of our turn announcers as this field, we think, will start to come into formation as they complete about three-fourths of this next lap. Nonetheless, want to hear from them one more time before chaos ensues. We welcome back in Nick Yeoman. Yeah, we're going to keep those fingers crossed out here in turn one, Mark, because as that entire field makes their way through this corner for the final time at pace lap speed. They're starting to pick up the pace a little bit, get some heat in those engines and Firestone tires. They won't start to stack up really about to the back half of the course. Reminder, this is a massive four-mile facility. Lots of places to mix it up. Uh, it's been a fantastic season so far, and quite frankly, Michael Young, this championship long from being decided. Lots of storylines. Can't wait to see how we uh, sort things out here on a beautiful day in Wisconsin. Indeed, as Mario Andretti in the fastest seat in sports makes his way out of turn number five, our pole sitter, Alexander Rossi. It has been three years since that young man has taken that car to victory lane. Could this be the day? He's certainly on a charge, and since that announcement to him going to Errol McLaren SP, a different Alexander Rossi, potentially an opportunity for a victory today, certainly for him. But it's just amazing as the sun dances off these cars how big this facility is. I look over my left shoulder. I can see turns 13 and 14, and I'm actually looking directly at turn 5. Jake Query, what a massive place. So much fun. Looking forward to a great race today. As the field gets set to work its way behind the pace car through the carousel, we are reminded in particular from that Indy Lights race the fact that this track can be awfully narrow when you try to go two or three wide into some of the corners. Patience is a virtue at a track this big. Alexander Rossi knows what it's like to put the entire field behind him. He has done it here before. Mark, he's going to try to do it again and get things pointed in the right direction as he heads down the home stretch with Andretti Autosport. Alexander Rossi, the pole sitter, now works his way out of the carousel behind the pace car, setting up for turn number 11. Yeah, the fastest seat in sports piloted by Mario Andretti running, of course, well in front of the field. The pace car has the field in tow now as they start to set up for the area between 13 and 14 in the kink. Davey, no question, Rossi's in the catbird seat being on pole as is New Garden starting outside of the front row. The question is, does Joseph tuck in behind Rossi to protect his position, or does he have to be fearful of both Pelo and Erickson? Well, I think he has to be fearful of Pelo and Erickson. That second row is going to have a nice draft going up this straightaway. While they're pushing there, they get a free, uh, you know, some free toe going up this hill as the green's coming out, Mark. Green is coming out, and Alexander Rossi off of turn number 14 gets a pretty nice jump, but Joseph Newgarden has already pulled even with him, waiting on the green flag to fly as they approach the crest of the hill. 
green flag flies and the Sancio Grand Prix of Road America roars into turn number one. Alexander Rossi slicing left and right to try to protect all the lanes, but he does a great job. He's got the race lead, exiting turn number one. Joseph Newgarden slots in second, marked the entire field nice and clean through turn one. Pato Award got aggressive on the start, tried to pick up a couple of positions, but he wisely tucked back in line. It's Rossi Newgarden. They go single file, and we've got a car sliding through the gravel trap at the rear of the field. Michael Young will try to identify. Looks like Jimmy Johnson. The 48 of Jimmy Johnson's off course while the field's in front of Michael Young. And Alexander Rossi has the lead. New Garden below, then Marcus Erickson. Romain Grosjean takes over that fifth position from Pato Award. A late move from Grosjean as he made his way through turn number five. But Alexander Rossi, your leader as a field, makes her way through the hurry down. And Rossi has a good jump over Joseph Newgarden. Then it's Pelot, followed by Erickson and Romain Grosjean as they work their way now. Pato Award slides back just a little bit, lost some positions, but Rossi. While the track straight stays green despite the incident with Jimmy Johnson at the outset of this race, Alexander Rossi is now to about a six-car length advantage as he works his way out of turn number 10. And a full-course caution is out for Jimmy Johnson, who slid off at turn number two on the opening lap here at Road America. We pause 10 seconds for state identification. This is the IndyCar Radio Network. Today's race is brought to you by... Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Ruoff Mortgage, for a fast mortgage process, apply online at Ruoff.com. Chevrolet official vehicle of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and by NTT, the official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Alex Below currently running third, carrying the colors of the American Legion this weekend. Proud to be an official charity of IndyCar. Text OtterVets to 41444 for your chance to celebrate in the winner's circle and meet the winning driver. Just getting ready to complete two laps, all under caution. Single car incident involving Jimmy Johnson. Well, I guess technically, Davey, we could call that a two-car incident. Look like a mix-up with Tatiana Calderon going into that corner. Yeah, and the situation there was uh, she was going into the corner in the middle of the racetrack. Obviously, she's setting up for the corner. She's looking ahead. There's no spotters here. Uh, Jimmy tried to go around the outside of her, which is a, a losing proposition. And he just, when she she went out to the outside to use all the track to make that corner, not even knowing Jimmy was there, pushed him out. So, unfortunately, that's, that's something Jimmy just needs to learn to risk the reward. He wasn't, even if he stayed outside and she didn't use it, he was not going to make that pass. So, uh, good way, it just ruins his day right off the bat, go through that gravel trap. He is restarted, but already a lap down. Uh, let's go to pit road, check in with Ryan Marine. Overhearing some radio chatter, Pato Award talking to his crew. He dropped his spot from fifth to sixth on that start, and evidently there was a little bit of contact, and he's told the team it's knocked his mirror just a little bit out of position, and uh, he said it's pretty irritating. He was told by Taylor Kyle, his strategist, look, you're just going to have to deal with that the rest of the race. Down to Joel. One pit stop already at the back of the field. Simona Di Silvestro started from 27th, so may as well take advantage of this time now under yellow to get off the red tires and onto the black set of Firestone Firehawks. Update from Pit Road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Let's hear from Jimmy Johnson's in-car radio. I was on the outside of her. Not sure. What car contact did you have with? 11. Yeah, copy. We're calling it in. 
That's ridiculous. Uh, so two laps complete. Rossi, Newgarden, Polo, Erickson, Grosjean, the top five. Pato Award, Scott McLaughlin, Simon Pagino, Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, the top ten. Dixon, Eilat, Lungard, and Malukas through 14th. 15th is Rita's VK. 16th to Kubasato. 17th, Will Power. 18th, Elio Castro Neves. 19th is Jack Harvey. DeFrancesco, 20th. Daly, 21st. Ray Hall, 22nd. Kellett, 23rd. 24th, Kirkwood. 25th, Sylvestro. 26th, Calderon. 27th, Jimmy Johnson. A lap down. A follow-up report from Pit Road with Joel. So the 48 team had laid out for Jimmy Johnson with tires and a new front wing. But he said over the radio that everything felt fine and he didn't see any reason to come in at all. So Jimmy Johnson has stayed out on track. No changes needed. And Davey, we're just about ready to go back to green. Alexander Rossi holding serve on that start. Yeah, well, on the original start, he was like a snake going up the front straightaway. And if you guys recall, he did not like that move that Erickson did being a snake down the front straightaway at Indianapolis. But sure changes when you're in the lead. You uh, you do what you have to do. Well, to one thing is for sure, he is finding the quick way around turn number 14 on the starts and the restarts. Already has a healthy advantage. Question is, Nick Yeoman, will he keep it by the time he gets to turn one? He will, but not by much because Joseph Newgarden is all over the rear wing, separated by about a car length and a half. Further back, nice pass by Colton Herta. He gets around Simon Pagano. Leaders already barreling down to turn three. Yeah, Colton Herta restarted ninth. He's already picked up a position, and uh, Pagano wants to do his own bit of slicing and dicing. A little further back, Rita's VK makes a move around David Malukas. Meanwhile, Rossi Newgarden below to turn five. Rossi nearly passed the pace car coming out of turn 13. He has a one-car length advantage as we have a move for that third position. Erickson bangs wheels with Alex Pillow. That will force Alex Pillow with front left tire damage into the gravel trap. Looks like Alex Pillow's day may be done. So contact with that move with Erickson and Pillow, the teammates contact. What a tough break and contact there with further on at the track. Jake Query, who's that? Renus VK, and Renus VK went off course, Mark, despite the fact that right around the time that direct supply machine went through the grass, the full course caution came out for the other incident. Boy, Davey, a disjointed start to this one most assuredly. We saw a disjointed start, though, in the Indy Lights presented by Cooper Tires earlier today. Kind of similar scenarios unfolding. And, and we talked about it in the pre-race, Davey, uh, what your odds are of winning here if you start kind of far back in the field and I think the driver's all aware of how difficult it is to pass here and taking opportunities and maybe force the issue just a little bit yeah sure was and that would between uh, the teammates Erickson and Pelot so Erickson uh, got down underneath of him he's right there he's actually ahead of him and and uh, Pelot turns down just so slightly makes contact with his left front doesn't it doesn't look like there should really be any damage but uh, seems like he's getting ready to get out of that car as we see some more contact uh, with VK up at turn seven, but he's able to, to continue on. And this will uh, cause him to sink like the proverbial stone in the battle for the championship. And lucky for Alex Below, there's plenty of time left. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to be able to get that car repaired and get back out at any point, Michael Young. And the Tolik looks damaged on it as that front left has that tire facing to the right as if he was turning the wheel to the right, although the car is going straight. So obviously some suspension damage for Alex Below. He got out of the car and hopped into the AMR IndyCar safety vehicle. He's obviously okay, but that crew's going to have to go back to work if they want to get him in and any more racing here this afternoon. Time now for a minute with Mario presented by Ruoff Mortgage. This week, Mario tells us about some of his pets. And we get his thoughts on tracks he thinks 
should return to the IndyCar Series schedule. Of course, Phoenix. I mean, that's where we used to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we should be back there. Yeah, I agree. We should be back in Milwaukee. I love, love the Milwaukee Mile. I think every driver did yeah. because uh, the nature of that course was, you know, flat. You could, I mean, it, you know, flat corners and uh, you could pass on the outside. And uh, I don't know where on a mile track I had more fun than Milwaukee. Oh, I love, uh, I love animals. But uh, at the moment, uh, we we'll only have... Uh, a parrot, Gonzo, has been with, with me for 36 years, and uh, he looks like a kid, just uh, beautiful, and uh, we're good buddies. Uh, but uh, I used to have a potbelly pig for 17 years and six months, and I treated him well, as you can imagine, for li to live that long. And uh, and then uh, right now, uh, the, the pet, the real pet of the family, is uh, a pug named Gabe, and. But it belongs to my daughter Barbie and Giuseppe. Wonderful dog. We take him everywhere, everywhere. Airplanes, he's traveled all over, and he's a wonderful little pet. A minute with Mario, presented by Ruoff Mortgage. We thank them for that. For a fast mortgage process, apply online at ruoff.com. You can email your questions for Mario to radio at IndyCar.com, and maybe we will use your question on a future broadcast. And, uh, Davey, your brainchild that minute with Mario. It's been fun so far, and I know Mario's enjoying it, too. Yeah, he is. You know, it brings up a lot of great times and, and, and great memories, and we have, a, you know, a long ways to go and get more information. And, you know, how I came up with that is being able to spend so much time with Mario. I found myself just asking him so many questions because the, the life that he's had, the racing career that he's had, and all, you know, I, I just wanted to learn more about it and it came up with this idea and uh, i hope everybody likes it and it's having a lot of fun and one other thing i want to mention we lost another great racer eldon rasmussen that's right who uh, who's been in uh, several indy 500s he was a he built cars he worked on cars a good friend of ours from canada actually and uh, my father was able to race with him early on in in their years and uh so godspeed eldon to, uh, you know another great uh, racer passed away and uh, let's go to joel sebastianelli on pit road so they are going to try to get Alex Pelot's car back out here. Obviously, uh, he came over the radio and they asked what's wrong, and he said the left front. So that's where the suspension damage is. The crew is unloading whatever they need to go and work on it, but it's going to take quite a bit of time to get the 10 out there and score whatever points they can. And, and Davey, uh, one more sad note to pass along, a uh, gentleman that I'm sure you're very familiar with and you knew well. We also lost, uh, he was everything from a driver to a chief mechanic to a team manager. Uh, Johnny Capels passed away recently. Boy, if, uh, you know, he got his start, I think, building modifieds once upon a time, but he was like 15 years old. And, boy, you talk about a guy that had uh, racing in his blood. No question that uh, Johnny Capels was that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny, you know, he he loved all sorts of racing from, you know, as you said, grassroots, the IndyCar. Matter of fact, uh, I remember the first time I raced against Jeff Gordon was in a Johnny Capel's race car. So Jeff Gordon uh, brought a car out to California and raced for Johnny. I think they actually won that race as when Jeff was living out there as a kid. So uh, he has a, quite a history. Uh, so we will complete six laps next time by your full field rundown. Rossi, Newgarden, Erickson, Grosjean, Potable Ward, the top five. McLaughlin is sixth. Colton Herta is seventh. Simon Pagino is eighth. Scott Dixon is ninth. Felix Rosenquist is tenth. Calvin Bailot is eleventh. David Malukas is twelfth. Christian Lundgaard is thirteenth. Takumasato is fourteenth. Will Power is fifteenth. Elio Castro Nevis is sixteenth. Devlin DeFrancesco is seventeenth. Eighteenth Harvey. Nineteenth Connor Daly. Twentieth Graham Rahal. Twenty-first uh, Dalton Kellett. Twenty-second is Kyle Kirkwood. 
23rd is Tatiana Calderon. 24th is Simona Di Silvestro. Rena's VK is 25th. Jimmy Johnson is a lap down in 26th. And Davey, it looks very odd to see Alex Pelot listed as 27th and out of this race. Wow, it sure does. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to get to that car to get him back on course either. So, um, and another one, Herta started back 11. He had a great penalty, um, and so already finds him in that seventh position. So it seems he's on a bit of a charge as well. Well, I think there's little doubt that that car will go back to the paddock, and they'll do what they can to hopefully get it repaired and get him out and turn some laps. It all depends on how many cars fall out of the race as to how many points he's going to be able to secure. I'm sure they'll work very, very hard on that because he's still very much in contention for a championship. Rossi again with the breakaway off of turn number 14. Gaps himself pretty nicely over Joseph Newgarden. Erickson, Grosjean and company giving chase down to turn number one. Newgarden's going to take a look to the outside. Rossi's going to slam the door shut. Newgarden has to slide back into second, and that'll allow Alexander Rossi to open up about a three-car length advantage down the hill to turn three. McLaughlin and Herta, that's a pretty good battle. That's the battle for the seventh position. Actually, they make that sixth. And now Herta will grab that spot. McLaughlin will try to take it back as the leaders head to turn number five. And Alexander Rossi trying to hold off Joseph Newgarden. Carlick advantage. They weave back and forth. Newgarden will look to the inside, then tuck back underneath the rear wing. Further back to battle for about the 10th position. We see Simon Pagano get around Scott Dixon. Nice pass into turn number five. But Alexander Rossi still holds the point through turn number seven. So Rossi now goes into the carousel and thinks, Hark, I'm going to do this under a green flag condition. He has Joseph Newgarden behind him, then Marcus Erickson and Grosjean. Really good battle right now, though, is that of Colton Herta and Pata Award. It's the battle for fifth, and Colton Herta has been absolutely on rails each time he's had an opportunity to make up ground under green flag conditions. They work their way now through turn number nine, setting up for turn number ten. Still status quo. As a matter of fact, Award Mark might have gotten himself a little bit of breathing room over Colton Herta. Things going fairly well for Simon Pagino early. He's running in the eighth position, not so much for his teammate Elio Castro Nevis. Mired back at 18th place, started 16th, but he's lost a couple of spots, most recently to Jack Harvey. Meanwhile, the advantage for Alexander Rossi is already up to seven-tenths of a second. Marcus Erickson is third, so it's Rossi, Newgarden, Erickson, Grosjean Award, Herta, McLaughlin, Pagino, Dixon, and Rosenquist as the top ten head back to turn one. That pink and blue car for Alexander Rossi sets up for turn number one. Evenly spaced between second and third, back to fourth and fifth. Again, it is Rossi, Newgarden, and then down the hill, uh, Rossi's advantage continued to be about five car lengths. Seven laps complete of the 55 to be run today. Sato plus six on the day, Colton Herta plus five. DeFrancesco plus five, Jack Harvey, Kyle Kirkwood plus three as the leader sent back to turn five. Field starting to settle in. Alexander Rossi, three Carlington advantage over Newgarden, then Erickson in third, Rojan in that fourth position, Pato Award run out your top five. Then it's Herta, McLaughlin, Simon Pagino. Oh, we have a car off coming into the entrance of turn number five. That's the machine of... Will Power comes to a rest, now fires that car back up. Mark, he was sideways as he came in, as his front wing comes off, maybe cuts that front right tire down. I did not see the very beginning of it, but boy, a scary moment for Will Power. Davey Hamilton? Yeah, what happened? Going down to turn five, uh, Devlin Francesco ran right in the back of Will Power, turning him to the opposite way. They were supposed to be turning left. He turned right, shows a replay. 
as uh, he shot down below him. Will Power went to the outside and and uh, just really got. Oh, they they were battling way up in turn three, and then now they they banged Wills. Now they're going down into turn four. Coming to turn five, Devlin tries to go underneath of him. Power puts a little bit of block, but boy, Devlin just runs right in the back of him, turns him around. So, trouble for the points leader, Will Power. Caution on the course here at Road America. Caution on the course, Will Power is on pit road. Joel is there. I'm taking a look at the 12. He just got in here about 10 seconds ago. They're putting a new front wing on because there was no front wing when he came in. And he just zipped back out. There does not appear to be any kind of suspension damage. Now, people have been talking about, you know, this willpower leading in the points. Is he different emotionally than the willpower of years past? Well, before the car even got rolling, right after that wreck, the only thing Will Power said, there was nothing angry over the radio. He just said, let's bring it back in, guys, and try to score some points, calm as can be. By the way, now's your chance to own a piece of history by purchasing a copy of one of our Indy 500 broadcasts. Go to IMS.com, click on the History tab, and look for Historical Race Broadcast. Almost 70 years of racing on the radio can be yours. Go to IMS.com, and I strongly suggest maybe grab one from each one of the decades because, uh, quite frankly, it's really interesting and fascinating to see how much uh, the overall scope of the broadcast has changed over the years, going all the way back to... uh, Sid Collins, who started all of this back in the early 1950s. Okay, Davey, haven't heard you yet, but you can blame me because I'm the one that, that kept talking about the fact <laughs> that ten times we've run caution-free here over the years, and now we've had three in the first six or seven laps. Yeah, isn't it amazing how things work, Mark? I mean, just one of those things where we didn't have any cautions in practice. Everything seems to be so clean. This track has history of going clean, but for whatever reason, this weekend or today has brought a lot of cautions, and it hasn't started. It didn't start here. started in the Indy Lights race. It hasn't even completed yet. Uh, Pit Road, a busy place, Ryan Marine. Yeah, it is more on Joel's end. I think it's safe to say on my section of the pit lane, the order up and down the pits from everyone from Pato Award on back was do what the leader does. And when Alexander Rossi stayed out, so too did Colton Herta, Pato Award, etc. I know there were a few takers down on the other side. Joel, did you get eyes on any of them? I did not. It was tough to get a vantage point from where I am in Will Powers' pit, to be honest, Ryan. Yeah, I think actually I caught Felix Rosenquist and Graham Rahal among those that opted to come in. Rosenquist had qualified inside the top ten. He has uh, made his first pit stop going on an alternate strategy, it appears, Mark. Uh, Simona Di Silvestro coming to pit road. Dalton Kellett, Tatiana Calderon, Jimmy Johnson, who's the lap down. So, again, most of those at the rear of the field uh, were the ones that were the takers, Davey. Yeah, that's exactly right. They might as well. I mean, they're towards the back of the pack anyways. They're going to try to go on a different strategy, got on those, you know, get get off the reds onto the blacks to see if they can finish this race out. They're going to have two more stops to make, but maybe, you know, they'll, they'll try to, you know, a little strategy with these yellows coming out might not might work out. Uh, well, had to take a, a service during a closed pit, which was for the front nose wing assembly, but Joel, you said he's back? Yes, he is, and they just performed uh, what would have been their first pit stop of the day to get onto a fresh set of black tires. So Will Power is back out on track now and didn't see them fixing any damage that time either. That was a routine stop, so it appears as though the only damage from that incident was on that wing. Uh, race control checking in with the team of Tatiana Calderon. She was caught driving too fast on pit road so she will have to slip behind Jimmy Johnson on the restart and again your top five 
Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden, Marcus Erickson, Roman Grosjean, and Pato Award. Colton Herta runs sixth. He's been on the charge since starting in the 11th position due to that engine change. McLaughlin, Pagino, Dixon, Callum Eilock, the top 10. Alexander Rossi comes to turn number 14, and he flat climbs on it again, although it appears as though Newgarden is going to climb the hill and start to close that gap a little bit with Erickson, Rojan, O'Ward, and Toe as they scream back to turn number one. Boy, they're getting two, three wide for about fifth or sixth on back. Simon Pagino trying to mix it up. He slides in right behind Scott McLaughlin. The race leader, though, is still Alexander Rossi, followed by Newgarden and Erickson to turn three. Yeah, McLaughlin in danger of losing that spot, but a hard charge by Scott McLaughlin allowed him to hold on to that position. That's the battle for the seventh position. They go back to single file. It looks like Marcus Erickson's moving around behind Joseph Newgarden. Maybe a pass for the second position. Erickson looks to Newgarden's inside, then outside. But further back in the field, it's a nice battle between Pato Award and Colton Herta. That's the battle for that fifth position. Pato Award will hold Herta off this time through as the field makes her way to the hurry down. Michael, it feels inevitable, to your point, that Colton Herta is going to get around Pato Award. So we take a look at that battle right now. It's the battle for fifth. Pato Award holds it. But it's tenuous at best because as they go into the carousel area, it is Colton Herta who has sliced his way through the field that is trying to make Pata Award his next victim. Meanwhile, while he tries to do that through turn number eight and is not able to close the gap, the gap seemingly is growing up front. It's Alexander Rossi by eight carlings over Joseph Newgarden. Maybe the stewards have ruled Devlin DeFrancesco goes to the rear, uh, does a stop-and-go penalty for avoidable contact in that incident with Will Power. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's a tour in the race. Um, it, was a, it was a risky pass and just didn't quite make it, so um, I think that's probably a fair call. Uh, Simon Pagino has a pretty fast race car. Simon Pagino picked up a couple of spots last time around. He worked his way around Scott Dixon and Calamila. Takuma Sato was plenty fast, too. He was not happy to the point where he didn't talk to us after qualifying. He uh, is up plus seven already, Nick Yeoman, as the leaders head to turn one. Yeah, you mentioned Simon Pagino. He took it all the way down to the pit wall to make a couple passes on that most recent restart. He's got about four car lengths to make up to Scott McLaughlin, the next driver on Simon's hit list. Uh, separation among the top three. That's Rossi, Newgarden, Erickson. Grosjean Award separate themselves a little bit. Herta, McLaughlin, Pagino, Dixon, and I lock the top ten. Alexander Rossi with a comfortable advantage now over Joseph Newgarden. Call it six car lengths and Marcus Erickson, Romain Grosjean, and Pato Award the top five. Further back in the field, we talked about Simon Pagino. Looked like Scott Dixon wanted to try to get around. We got a little sneaky on the inside of turn number five with Simon Pagino able to hold him off. Rossi, Rossi still at the point. So we will take a look at that battle, talking about the one between Pagino and Scott Dixon. Pagino started to get breathing room. Now all of a sudden, it is Calum Eilat that is taking a look at Scott Dixon, trying to get in for position nine on car number nine, talking about Dixon. But everybody's status quo, the leader, Alexander Rossi, already through turn number nine, setting up now for turn number 10. His advantage the same over Joseph Newgarden. Mark will call it eight carling. As we thought, Joel Sebastian Elliott looks like they made quick work in the Ganassi stable of that NTD data machine. Alex Below hopes to get back into this race. I don't know how soon, 
But that appears to be the case. They are rolling the 10 machine back out here now, and Alex Pillow just got back to his Chip Ganassi stall in his suit with his helmet in hand. So it seems that at some point in the near future, Alex Pillow will return on track. Rossi is not able to check out on Newgarden by any stretch of the imagination, Nick. However, the front two do have some distance now on Marcus Erickson and Roman Grosjean. Yeah, as the front two barrel towards turn number one, it is Rossi by about four car lengths, and then another six back to Erickson, four back to Grosjean, who runs in the fourth spot, and then we talked about that battle for fifth, Mark. Looks like that one has settled down for now. Pato Award about a four car length advantage over Colton Herta. Uh, Pato seems deceptively fast. I, I, I think he closed on Grosjean a bit between two and three. Question is, can he maintain that momentum as they slide back down the hill as the leaders head to turn five? A lack of rhythm in the start of this race, but the drums started to be beaten by Alexander Rossi. First, second, third, right there together. And then Grosjean in that fourth position. Pato Award about a four-car length advantage over Colton Herta. Jake, everybody looks like they're settling in as Alexander Rossi leads the field through seven. And the interesting thing to note about Pato Award and then Colton Herta, who find themselves running fifth and sixth respectively. They are running on the black tires so that means the front four on the softer compound red tires will those tires start to go away and when they do is it advantage cars number five and six remains to be seen but the leader alexander rossi still setting sail now into turn number 11 as we mentioned davy four times uh, he started on pole he's won races he started on pole today and alexander rossi looks strong early he sure does. Looks really strong. And I'm going to, I'm just looking at lap times. He's just a bit faster than New Guard, majority of the laps. And I'm not even sure that he's really hanging it out yet. I think he has a lot in the tank left over, a lot of push to pass left. He's used very little. Most matter of fact, Erickson Grosjean in that third and fourth place haven't used any yet. And uh, so this is one of those tracks where they're all saving it for later on just because you may need it to play defense. No question. The front two are the fastest two, at least for now, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, Joseph Newgarden just continues to stalk Rossi. He has the advantage of the draft down the front straightaway, and each time he's come by, he closes it to about three or four car lengths. The battle mark is going to be for fourth. Roman Grosjean, about a car length advantage over Pato Award, the young Mexican driver really putting the pressure on the Frenchman. Yeah, we noticed Award uh, was uh, getting quicker, and he's getting quicker and quicker as he tries to track down fourth place running Roman Grosjean. The most comfortable one, Michael Young, might be third place running Marcus Erickson. Yeah, he's all by himself. And these Reds deceptively good thus far in this race. Roman Grosjean on the Reds and then Pato Award on the Blacks. They'll climb the hill into turn number six. Still about a four-car length advantage for Roman Grosjean over Pato Award. That's the battle for that fourth position. When Grosjean comes into view in turn number seven, it does not take long for Pato Award to suddenly pop right there. And then Colton Herta. Scott McLaughlin seems to try to maintain those three within view, but they've set sail just a little bit from the seventh running, uh, the seventh place running Scott McLaughlin. The leader, Alexander Rossi, now about a nine-car length advantage. He has it over Joseph Newgard. Uh, pit stops early on aided a bit in the statistic we're about to give you. Takuma Sato plus seven on the day. Kyle Kirkwood plus seven. Harvey plus six. Herta plus five. And Simona Di Silvestro plus five. I think the fastest two among those, at least early on, Davey, appear to be Sato and Colton Herta. Yeah, it seemed to be really good. As you said, Herta, we watched him make it place. Sato has made a couple shots at his teammate, Malukas, right in front of him. Just cannot get by him yet. Seems to have 
have a fast race car at this point as, as uh, Pelot just pulls back on the racetrack. Yeah, he pulls off just in front of the field. Got plenty of room, but Alexander Rossi, Joseph Newgarden, about the same distance, lap after lap, Nick Yeoman. Yep, it's always about four car lengths down here. Front three is starting to check out. Grosjean just had a really nice lap. He put some breathing room between himself and fifth place running Pato Award. Award gets really sideways at the exit of turn number one, right in front of sixth place running Colton Herta. And no question that Rossi and Newgarden and Marcus Erickson are silky, silky smooth, and we keep waiting for that battle for fourth to tighten back up again. But Michael Young, at least on this lap, doesn't appear that's going to happen, but Colton Herta might be catching Pato Award. Yeah, that's the situation. Colton Herta now trying to get into that fifth position. That battle happening about five laps ago then broke off a little bit. Colton Herta still about six car lengths behind Pato Award as Alexander Rossi screams down into the carousel. And I'm not necessarily convinced Rossi's totally running away from Newgard. Looks like maybe that gap has closed just a little bit. And then you've got Marcus Erickson, steady Andy like he was in the Indianapolis 500, just quietly skulking, running right there in third. Very clean so far for that Husky chocolate machine. Michael Young, I know it's in the rear of the field. It's a battle for 21st, but Dalton Kellett made it awfully difficult for Simona Di Silvestro. She had to go into the grass into turn number five. Yeah, she did a dive bomb move trying to get around. Dalton Kellett was not able to get her out, so she tucked back in. But Simona Di Silvestro, as she said, trying to find that comfort level, trying to get a little racing and get around Kellett. Kellett did not make it easy for her, and she still finds himself behind him. Uh, back up front, uh, five-tenths of a second. It's been holding steady there as Alexander Rossi continues to tow Joseph Newgarden around this course. And Davey Hamilton, we see that pit window start to open up. And again... Got to be careful on pit lane. You got to watch the speed. It's actually in two segments because it's so very, very long. These updates from pit road are going to be brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. The leader heads to Ryan Marine. Alexander Rossi has led from the pole, now surrendering that lead for the first time. Here he comes to the Andretti Autosport crew's attention. Joseph Newgarden also pitting from second place on this lap. A tear-off off the arrow screen, off of reds and onto blacks. A delay on the left rear for Rossi. Then he's delayed further because Scott McLaughlin pulled in in front of him. He's down and away, but Joseph Newgarden will win the race off of pit lane. Colton Herta also down and away. Nick Yeoman, can you confirm that to turn one? Absolutely. Joseph Newgarden getting up to speed on a new set of Firestone tires, and he leaves turn one about five or six car lengths ahead. So great work by Team Penske, Mark. Uh, when this all shakes out, he's going to leapfrog Rossi. And, Davey, it looks like Colton Hurtis' crew had a pretty good stop for him, too. Yeah, he had a great stop. Got out right behind Rossi. Got gained position or gained time on Rossi. And you got to remember, Erickson, Grosjean, Pato Ward, Pagano Dixon, they have yet to, to pit yet. I, I expect them to pit this time by. It's all going to lay out to who 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 is the fastest in the pits. And uh, Davey Hamilton, uh, they subscribe to your theory as soon as that window opens. That's when it's time to come to pit road. Yeah, you just don't want to be hung out because if you make it once that window opens and you don't go a lap down, just take it, and that's what these leaders did. And, and you know, you go back to the uh, strategy call that Brian Barnhart and company made for Alexander Rossi back in Detroit. I mean, with just four laps, they brought him in to switch tires. And that's, I know it's its not, a, it, I know it, racing, as we said, ifs and buts, but let's face it, that was still a great strategy. It was an outstanding strategy, and I give them credit that that was the best strategy and the best 
the drive of the race was power. Two two different uh, first and second place in that race both did what they had to do, and it was it was incredible to watch. And more of the front runners deciding enough is enough. They too are coming to pit road. Among them, Scott Dixon, Marcus Erickson, and Roman Grosjean, Ryan Marine. Yep, Joel, I think you've got eyes on Roman Grosjean. Pato Award coming in in front of me. We'll get it down to you in just a second there, Joel. For Award, he slides to a halt. They're going off of the black tires and onto the reds. Speedway fuel going in. A wing adjustment as well as a tire pressure adjustment delayed on the fuel. That was a 10-second stop for Pato Award, Joel. No issues for Roman Grosjean. Seven and a half seconds. He'll take off the reds and go to a set of sticker blacks. Dixon, Pagino, but Nick Yeoman, a pretty good battle among those who has just stopped coming off of pit road. Yeah, it looks like Joseph Newgarden wasn't the only one to leapfrog Alexander Rossi. It looked like Marcus Erickson did as well. Grosjean and Rossi, the Andretti teammates, went side by side. Rossi had to go the long way around, but Mark, for our pole sitter, going to be staring at the back of at least two race cars once this cycle's out with Newgarden and Erickson. And, Davey, there's no question, there's always an issue uh, when we pit under green coming on and off pit road into turn number one. Yeah, there sure is, and that was one of them right there. Grosjean actually came out underneath Rossi, made him go around it, but his tires were a little bit warmer, was able to pull that off for sure. Right now, Sato's showing his leader, but he's going to pit momentarily. And we've got an issue, Jake Query. That issue is that Marcus Erickson just went off track heading into the carousel. That allowed Alexander Rossi to get past him. Erickson managed to get the car back on track, but kicked up some dust, kicked up some grass, and saw Alexander Rossi get right by. That was a big-time save by Marcus Erickson, Davey Hamilton. That could have been disastrous. Yeah, first a mistake, then a great save. So Marcus needs to be careful. He had no pressure really behind at all. Had a big lead, fortunately, over, uh, over Rossi. Now he was a ways behind. Uh, New Garden as well, so uh, yeah, just a mistake that that he fortunately uh, ma ma made good of it. Uh, so now, pit strategies get interesting, Davey, with 16 laps to go. Let's sort this out. I mean, you've got Kirkwood, <laughs> Rosenquist, you know, Sato, some of these drivers now that have yet to pit, Davey, they are now coming to pit road, including Takuma Sato. Yeah, that's right, Sato, go ahead, Joe, with Sato. Takuma Sato is in in the 51 and worked his way up from 19th to splash of Speedway Fuel. They asked him if he wanted any front wing. He said no changes. Bit of delay on the fuel, but he's out in a set of sticker blacks. And uh, Christian Lungard among those coming to pit road. We see Takuma Sato with that Nurtek car leaving pit road now. So uh, Kyle Kirkwood waiting on him to cycle through. And then, Davey, it goes back to a handful of drivers that last pitted on lap number nine. Rosequist, Ray Hall, VK, Kellett, Simone Di Silvestro, and Calderon, they're all listed in front of Newgarden, who stopped on lap 15. Right. The, the, the strategy difference, right? Kirkwood is the one he came in on lap two, but you're right. Rosenquist, they have a little bit of fuel left. Ray Hall, VK, Kellett. V, now, the, now for them, yellow wouldn't hurt them to come out right now, to be honest with you, because they, if they... If they came in and yellow came out, they could cycle themselves in a better position. Not for the lead, but a better position in the race. Michael Young thinks got interesting between Colton Herta and Roman Grosjean in turn five for the battle for 11th. Yeah, Colton Herta had to uh, put the elbows out to keep Roman Grosjean behind him. Grosjean looked to the inside at turn number five, thought he could get around him, but as they went side by side, Colton able to jump out of turn five a little bit quicker than Grosjean and Herta able to hold him off. Uh, 17 laps complete, and again, this is because of the fuel strategy. Kyle Kirkwood, you're leader, Rosenquist, Ray Hall, VK, and Kellett, the top five here at the Saggio Grand Prix at Road America. So we'll complete 20 laps next time by Felix Rosenquist is your leader. Ray Hall is running second, then VK, Newgarden, Kellett, 
Alexander Rossi, Simona Di Silvestro, and Marcus Erickson. And the thing is, Davey, now things are getting interesting because we have those cars on that differing strategy with those cars that last pitted on lap 15 or 16. They're now getting sprinkled into that mix. Yeah, they're getting sprinkled into it, but I see them pitting momentarily, as you said, as Rosenquist, Rahal, and VK. Right now, it's New Garden in fourth position, but when they pit, he'll cycle to the lead. Then they got Kellett in between Rossi and Newgarden, so he'll he'll also be pulling off, get free track there. But right now, I think it's Herta. I think he's on the move right now. Shows him in that fourth position right now. All over Erickson, getting by a few lap cars. Grosjean is, is in the game right now. We're actually running a really good race as well. Uh, so again, Felix Rosenquist, Ray Hall, the top two, but they last pitted on lap number nine. Newgarden pitted on lap 15. He's running third. VK Kellett last pitted on lap number nine. They're fourth and fifth. Then we get to Rossi, who last pitted on lap number six. Erickson and Herta, and you think Herta's going to be the beneficiary of a solid pit stop as well? Well, I think so. I think he's definitely gained a couple spots, as we just seen Simon Pagino go off course down the kink in the back straightaway. Fortunately, did not hit the wall, lost a lot of time bouncing up and down through that grass, but a good save by him. But, yeah, I think uh, uh, Colton Herta is in good, has a fast race car. He's made up some, a lot of time, started 11th in this race. He's going to cycle into that fourth spot, I think, here momentarily. How about Herta Award? Any benefit to them choosing the Reds for this stint? Well, I think we're obviously a little bit faster now. The only thing with Herta and Award, they're going to fall off a little bit quicker. Uh, downside for Pato Award, slow stop. That team didn't give him the fast stop that he needed. He's going to lose his position. He's going to have to make that up uh, somehow. Hopefully on another pit stop or on track is going to be hard on these red tires later on in the run. Fast car stacked up behind Jimmy Johnson, Nick Yeoman. Yeah, this has been pretty tense down here in turn one. You've got some of the slower cars in the field, like Calderon and Johnson and Kellett mixed up with the fastest drivers in the field. Alexander Rossi, Mark, trying to get around Jimmy Johnson. Was he able to do it down to turn number three? Yeah, Marcus Erickson's able to do that, too. Question is, how quickly can Colton Herta do it to keep pace as they all sweep underneath the Sargento Bridge? Joseph Newgarden already exiting turn number five, and there we see the machine of Alexander Rossi getting around Jimmy Johnson. His next to knock off the list is Renus VK. Erickson now, as Jimmy Johnson pulls drivers left, that will allow the rest of the field to get by. And boy, a scary moment. It gets really tight down here at turn six, Jake Query. And now the real interesting thing for Marcus Erickson as he gets past Jimmy Johnson is the fact that Colton Herta did too, and that Gamebridge machine is now quickly closing in on Marcus Erickson. Again, right now it's the battle for sixth on the racetrack, working their way around the carousel. It is Colton Herta. He has just in front of him Marcus Erickson. Erickson doing everything he can to hold him off as they work their way off turn number 10. And behind him, Davey, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Pato Award is working his tail off to get around Dalton Kellett. He finally does before the approach to turn number 11. Boy, Kellett's been a little bit of a moving chicane right there, but I should say moving chicane because, you know what, he's in that 10th position. He's fighting for position, although he's on a different strategy, but, man, those older tires has him way off the pace. And Colton Herta is working a little harder than I'm sure Colton Herta would like to work to improve his position. That's Rita's VK. He's trying to slip around. That is the battle for the sixth position as it starts to climb uphill. So you'll see Marcus Erickson with some breathing room, and then Colton Herta at the start-finish line, a hard 
charge on Regis PK as they head back to turn one. Yeah, they really fan out across the start-finish line. Colton Herta has the inside lane. That's the preferred entrance of the corner. He'll sweep around Arenas PK as a host of other cars go behind him and down into turn number three. Yeah, there's no question that uh, Colton Herta has a bad, fast race car. So Felix Rosequist and Graham Rahal now. Those two last pitted on lap number nine. They are first and second. Then it's Newgarden, Rossi, Eriks in the top five, Davey. That thing's starting to sort itself out a little bit. It's starting to sort itself out. Now here's where we're going to look. Is the time ahead. So Rosenquist and Ray Hall, they hope to have a nice big lead to help them, you know, have an advantage when they come and pit. But they don't. Only two seconds over Ray Hall. Ray Hall only four seconds over Newgarden. They're going to lose a massive amount of ground and positions once they pit. Around the carousel, pretty good battle, Jake Query. It's Rita's VK and Pato Award, the battle for eight. Yeah, that right now is going to have Pato Award go to the inside of Rita's VK. Not a lot of room there, but Award is able to make that pass. So put Pato Award now in front of Rita's VK. His next target will be that of Roman Grosjean. Again, this is the battle now technically for the seventh position. But keep in mind, those two leaders, Felix Rosenquist and Graham Rahal, on a Different strategy. Yeah, that's a pretty good battle for that position, no question about it. And uh, it looks like Pato Award is starting to heat up a little bit, uh, along with uh, Roman Grosjean. Rita's VK, Davey, uh, he's showing a lot of pace. Got to make Ed Carpenter very, very happy because Rita's VK was not at all happy with his qualifying performance. Yeah, not as happy as he where they want to be. And I don't think the car is still where he wants to be, although he's fighting for position. But got to remember, he pitted last pit on lap nine came in earlier to some of these guys. Uh, he's ready to come in, I assure you, and get off those that set of tires, get a new fresh set on. And Nick Yeoman, uh, the, the pit strategy not affecting the fast race car of Joseph Newgarden. No, and even despite the fact that Graham Rahal has stayed out, it's no match for Joseph Newgarden. He just darted to the inside, sliced underneath that number 15 car, moved Joseph Newgarden into the second spot, Mark. He should be able to run down Felix Rosenquist very shortly. And Michael, he's doing just that in the turn number five. Yeah, as we see Felix Rosenquist climb the hill, Joseph Newgarden has already gapped himself about three car lengths over that machine of Graham Ray Hall. Then it's Alexander Rossi and Marcus Erickson rounding out the top five. Don't forget, Ray Hall and Rosenquist still have to pit. So again, Joseph Newgarden trying to reel in Felix Rosenquist. Maybe the smart play to simply wait and wait for Felix Rosenquist to go into the pits. They are working their way into the carousel. Rossi and as well Marcus Erickson just entered in through turn number eight. Felix Rosenquist, about a 10-car length advantage right now over Joseph Newgarden. So that lead continues to dwindle over Joseph Newgarden, who made quick work of Graham Rahal a few turns ago. So 23 laps complete next time by Felix Rosenquist with a lead now of 2.2 seconds over Joseph Newgarden. Graham Rahal is running third. Alexander Rossi is fourth. Marcus Erickson fifth. Davey, what's the difference between a set of primary blacks with nine laps and one with 15 laps? Well, it, there's quite a bit of difference late in the run, early on in mid mid-run. Not a great big difference, but later as this run goes, it's going to play a big, big part. And right now, I think we see that with Joseph Newgarden being able to, to catch these guys and pass them knowing that they're out of strategy. They're going to have to do a couple stops to make it, a couple more stops to make it work for them. 2.4 seconds down to 1.9 seconds. The advantage now for Felix Rosenquist. So he's coming. The one most comfortable is Graham Rahal. While he's 3.8 seconds behind the leader, he's got a gap of five seconds between himself and fourth place running Alexander Rossi as the leader's head back to turn number five. 
as Felix Rosenquist makes his way through the Moraine sweep and this left-hander of turn five. That gap that he has, that lead has closed. Joseph Newgarden has it down to about 10 car lengths. Then Graham Rahel just now does Alexander Rossi pop it in the picture. That is the fourth place running driver. Then Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta, and Roman Grosjean with a pot of award running out your top eight. Rosenquist swept very wide coming off of turn number eight. More so than did Newgarden who has about 10 car lengths between himself and the leader. Then about 12 back to Graham Rahal. They're pretty evenly spaced before you get to Rossi and Erickson. But again, keep in mind, Newgarden sees in front of him in Rosenquist and behind him in Rahal, Mark, two cars that are six laps off in terms of their pit sequencing, which allowed them to catapult up towards the front. How fast is he? He's taken a full second off the lead of Felix Rosenquist in the last lap. Davey, when Will Power rejoined the fray a week ago at Belle Isle, he had a 16-second lead. No such luck on this four-mile course for Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, no such luck, and that's he's going to need it. He's going to lose a massive amount of ground. Now, he's not going to be easy to get by, but here in a few laps, I expect him to be pitting. So, uh, once that pit... Once he has to pit, that'd be clear selling for Joseph Newgard. Already, look, the, the Ray Hall's going to pit and Ro, uh, Rosenquist, so that's going to leave about a seven-second lead, maybe eight-second lead from Newgarden to Rossi. It's down to one second, Nick Yeoman, into turn number one. Yeah, in fact, this might be the lap if Joseph Newgarden is on it. He is about eight car lengths behind Felix Rosenquist, and then another 20 back to Graham Rahal. The most amazing thing, Mark, is that Rossi and Newgarden left pit lane on the same lap. Newgarden jumped him and has opened up a monster gap, but the battle for the lead certainly going to be on towards turn five. Yeah, and Alexander Rossi can't catch those cars, at least not yet anyway, as the leaders head back to turn number five. It's down to eight tenths, Michael Young. And Felix Rosenquist makes that left-hander down to about six car lengths. Last time by, it was 10. Then it's Graham Rahal, Alexander Rossi, and Marcus Erickson starting to close in on that rear wing of Alexander Rossi. There are your top five, your leader, Felix Rosenquist, through seven. And the gap is visibly closer this time by than last for Felix Rosenquist with Joseph Newgarden just behind him. Again, Rosenquist works his way into the carousel. Newgarden has closed it into within two and a half car lengths, trying to reel in on that views machine. And Felix Rosenquist, Mark, eventually is going to have to come to pit road. Question is, is Joseph Newgarden going to get past him before that takes place? Seven tenths of a second. And just about a lap and a half ago, it was 2.5 seconds. And Joel Sebastianelli, you say the fate, at least for now, of Rosenquist and Rahal may be unfolding on pit road. Both of those teams are laid out right now. They're going to be coming in any second. Both of them on the radio saying that they'll be in right at the end of this lap. Yeah, Davey, I think it makes sense to do so because Joseph Newgarden is right on the rear wing of Felix Rosenquist. Yep, there it goes. Rosenquist is on pit lane right now. Leaves clear selling for Joseph Newgarden. We'll watch Ray Hall as Joseph Newgarden's top of the hill. And Rossi now in second place at the bottom of the hill. So pretty nice lead still for Newgarden over Rossi. Yeah, we're watching those two come on and off pit road. And uh, let's go to Joel Sebastianelli, who sees the stop of Felix Rosenquist. Felix Rosenquist is going to a set of sticker blacks. A bit slow on the fuel, but they pulled out. It's about a eight and a half, nine second stop. Graham Rahal is in as well. They drop him off the jack, and away he goes. About eight seconds. They told Felix Rosenquist that it's going to get better and better with each stint, and they love the fuel mileage he's getting. And uh, Renas VK also on that lap nine strategy. He came to Pit Road for service. The update from Pit Road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. So now we've cycled through. Joseph Newgarden, your leader. 
by 5.2 seconds over Alexander Rossi. Marcus Erickson, Colton Hurdam, Roman Grosjean, the top five. Pato Award, Scott McLaughlin, Scott Dixon, Christian Lugard, and Callum Eilat, the top ten. Connor Daly, 11th, Simon Pagino, 12th, Jack Harvey, 13th, 14th, Takuma Sato, 15th, David Malukas, 16th, Elio Castro Nevis, 17th, Kyle Kirkwood, 18th, Felix Rosenquist, 19th, Graham Rahal, 20th, Will Power, 21st, Dalton Kellett, 22nd, Renus VK, 23rd, Devlin Francesco. 24th, Simona Di Silvestro. 25th, Tatiana Calderon's a lap down. Jimmy Johnson, a lap down in 26th. Alex Pelot, 10 laps down in 27th of the Sanzio Grand Prix at Road America. The longest track that I know of in the United States, and it's it's an amazing track. It's picturesque and, and right up in, in northern Wisconsin. Great for camping. You know, I think that's one race that we always see. People, you know, 60,000 people camping, it's, it's awesome and intense and it's always nice when you get in the mor- morning warm-up and you can smell like sausages and bacon being cooked when you're going around the back of the track. Good stuff. Colton Hurdle with his thoughts and impressions of Road America. Hey, we want to thank McAllister's Deli for providing lunch to IndyCar Radio today. If you tried the new Green Goddess Cobb Salad from McAllister's Deli, it's available for a limited time only, so order on the app online or at your local McAllister's Deli today, plus earn points on your favorites when you sign up for McAllister's Rewards. 27 laps complete, Joseph Newgarten, your leader, Alexander Rossi is second, Marcus Erickson third, Colton Herta fourth, Roman Grosjean fifth, Pottawa Ward is sixth, Scott McLaughlin seventh, Scott Dixon eighth, ninth, Christian Lundgaard and Callum Eilat running in the top 10. That promises to be a good story on this day, Davey. Let's go to Pit Road and Joel Sebastianelli. The next round of stops for guys on this strategy are in. David Malukas among them, pitting from 15th place onto a new set of blacks. Uh, so, Davey, let's go back to Callum Eilat as pit stops continue all up and down pit road, mainly by those, uh, again, all that differing pit strategy, last pitting on 17 or 18. Uh, he is uh, putting in a really, really solid performance for, for Hukos Racing today. Yeah, absolutely. Great performance. Uh, just got by uh, Dixon, I think, too, maybe. I think he may have gained one more spot as we were watching, but really good run for him. And we continue to say, single car team, no teammates. Uh, that team, you know, they have no other information and really doing a good job on, on this track. Now, another one that's looking pretty good right now is Harvey. We know that, that Ray Hall team has not been having the luck that they need and haven't found the speed, but Harvey finds him himself at 12th. That's not great. Mid-pack, but that's better what they've been doing. Now, Lungard's teammate is in that 8th spot, so um, it seems like they're getting a little better when race time comes around. Uh, yeah, again, uh, who goes Hollinger Racing. Uh, showing good performance here at Road America. And the leader, Joseph Newgarden, on lap 28, comes to pit road, and Ryan Marine will greet him. It'll be a set of sticker blacks on this set for Joseph Newgarden, who was told you're probably going to be in traffic for four or five laps after this stop. He's been happy with the race car. It's a slight front wing adjustment for Joseph Newgarden. And that's him leaving the pits. Pato Award pulling in behind him for his service as well. Colton Herta also in his box right now. Colton Herta is released. He'll come out in front of Pato Award, who's waiting on the fuel. Pato Award will drop behind Scott McLaughlin after a slow stop. Joel Sebastianelli. Scott Dixon, a blinding stop by the Wolfpack. I think that was sub-seven seconds. They go into a fresh set of black tires. Uh, well, uh, we saw reports that uh, Colton Herta for the last handful of laps, Davey, had really been lobbying to get off of those reds. He said they were shot. 
Yeah, and that's what happens. I mean, they got him out of the way. He, did, he fortunately kind of held his own ground doing that. But uh, those Reds, as we know, the degradation was was bad with those tires. Losing a lot of speed. Now he's on those blacks for this, this stint. He's going to be much happier. Michael Young. As everyone starts to cycle back through, we talked about Felix Rosenquist and Graham Rahal. Graham had a little issue here in turn number five, but Joseph Newgarden probably two seconds ahead of Felix Rosenquist. Remember when Rosenquist pitted, he was about eight, ten seconds, or I should say ten car lengths ahead of Joseph Newgarden. That's how fast Newgarden was in those final laps before he came in. Yeah, prior to this round of stops involving the leaders, of Alexander Rossi was uh, resigned to a similar fate that he had in Detroit uh, one week ago go and that's with a huge gap on a team Penske car trying to make it up and now it looks like the rest of the field is uh, starting to get the idea that now would be a good time to come to pit road among them your leader Alexander Rossi Marcus Erickson not far behind him and Ryan Marines on pit road Rossi will have to go around the Erickson crew, and he does so. They had a slow stop on the first stop for Alexander Rossi. That cost him the lead and dropped him into traffic. He fell well behind Joseph Newgarden on that stint because of it. A nice smooth stop this time, 7.6 seconds, Joel. Blacks to blacks and a tear-off for Marcus Erickson. Eight and a half seconds for the Husky Chocolate Honda. And so, Nick Yeoman, where do we see Joseph Newgarden in relation to those cars coming off of pit road? Uh, just a couple cars ahead. The, the interesting thing, when Newgarden left pit lane a lap ago, Mark, he was stuck behind a ton of lap traffic. So I think Rossi and, uh, and Erickson might have gained some time based on the fact that Newgarden pitted a lap earlier and got stuck behind traffic. But Newgarden's still clear of those two other front runners. But a pretty good drag race for the seventh position between Rossi and Felix Rosenquist as it heads back to turn number five. Boy, Alexander Rossi was hanging on for dear life. He's on cold tires, and Rosenquist has a lap or two. Rossi able to get around Felix Rosenquist. What a great drive from Pitt out down to turn number five for Alexander Rossi. But Rossi's lead over Rosenquist seemingly was tenuous. Then all of a sudden, Rosenquist dropped back just a little bit through the carousel. We will call it about three and a half car lengths for Alexander Rossi. Again, right now, this is the battle for the seventh position on the racetrack as Rossi now sets sight for Kyle Kirkwood, who is off-sequencing with this particular pit strategy. Roman Grosjean is the leader. He works his way through turn number 12. Uh, suddenly, Davey, it appears as though the pit strategy that Felix Rosenquist employed has put him back in contention. Yeah, it has. Unfortunately, I don't think he's going to have enough fuel to get to the end. I think he came in just a little too early. I think he's going to have to save too much fuel to make it or going to have to make another pit stop. Well, you say it's just four laps, but this is a four-mile course, so that four <laughs> yeah. laps is huge. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. That's it. It's only four laps, and that's a lot of fuel to save when, when uh, you times that times four. Roman Grosjean has led a couple of laps when he comes to pit road, Joel. He hopes to lead more. The leader is in, going from blacks onto a new, fresh set of blacks. They'll rip a tear off. Away he goes in nine seconds. And we will expect to see Lone Guard, Kyle Kirkwood, Takuma Sato, and Elio Castro Nevis very, very soon. In fact, Takuma Sato is coming to Pit Road for service now. These updates from Pit Road brought to you by Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. We pause 10 seconds for a station identification. This is IndyCar Radio. Today's race is brought to you by Coors Light. 
the official beer of the NTT IndyCar Series, Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series, Racing Optics, the official aero screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series, the American Dairy Association, Winners Drink Milk, Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series, and by Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Uh, 23 laps to go. Next time by, we'll complete lap number 32. We've cycled through now. Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, Felix Rosenquist, Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta, your top five. Ray Hall, Grosjean, McLaughlin, O'Ward, Christian Lungard, the top 10. Scott Dixon, 11th. Connor Daly is 12th. Callum Eilat is 13th. Simon Pagino is 14th. Redis VK is 15th. Jack Harvey, 16th. Sato, 17th. Malukas, 18th. Dalton Kellett, 19th. 20th, Elio Castro Nevis. 21st, Kyle Kirkwood. 22nd, Will Power. 23rd, Simone Di Silvestro. 24th, Devlin Di Francesco. 25th is Tatiana Calderon, a lap down. Jimmy Johnson, a lap down in 26th. Alex Pelot is 10 laps down, 27th. We had uh, three cautions uh, for a total of six laps. And Davey, those were within the first three laps of the race. Yeah, that's right. Right off the bat, now it's kind of, the race is kind of what we're used to. A lot of green flag running, a lot of green flag pit stops, and uh, more what we're used to. And right now, it's all cycled back around again. Mark Joseph Newgarden finds himself four seconds ahead of Rossi. Rossi a couple seconds ahead of uh, Erickson. Uh, actually, Erickson just got by Rosenquist. But you got to remember, these guys are all tied on fuel. I think they're all tied on fuel. When he gets to Rosenquist, they last put it on 25. Um, I just don't see how he's going to get to the end. Graham Rahal is plus 16 on the day. Colton Herta plus 6. Connor Nately plus 6. Jack Harvey plus 4. Simona DiSilvestro is plus 4. We've had 7 leaders, 8 lead changes. Alexander Rossi has led twice for 16 laps. Rosenquist has led seven. Newgarden four, Erickson two, and Sato has led a lap. And again, Davey, as we said, before pit stop cycled through, Alexander Rossi in the same position he was a week ago, a big gap between he and a, tem- a Team Penske car. Yeah, that's right. And that, that's what you that's what he wants. He wants that big gap. And the more you get, the better that you, uh, the better feeling you are. Now, Rossi, he just continues to chase. I mean, he, he did. He got second last weekend, as you just said. He got a pole. He's running second now. Things are going his way, but he so desperately wants that win, Mark. So we'll see what he has to offer later in this race. And uh, Marcus Erickson. Well, I'll tell you what, Nick Yelvin, behind them, there's a pass for a position. I mean, Colton Herta is just always the most fun guy to watch at the racetrack, isn't he? He just jumped to the inside of uh, Felix Rosenquist, working that alternate strategy, got to the inside and made a daring pass here in turn number one, Mark. Uh, Rosenquist tried to make a hard charge back between two and three, but it doesn't look like it's going to be successful. Erickson was the guy we were going to point to. He continues to run around in third place, and that really hasn't been challenged, Michael Young. No, but I think he'll be challenged relatively quick as a couple of the fans start to make the fishing momentum really type of uh, hand gestures here in the grandstands as we see Marcus Erickson in that Colton Herta car. Jake Colton Herta has really got a fast race car. I think he's going to be battling Erickson very soon. Felix Rosenquist would like to try to get back to Colton Herta, but Herta is threatening to kind of leave him in the dust. Again, Colton Herta running in the fourth position. 
and then behind him it's Felix Rosenquist. Leader continues to be Joseph Newgarden who has a sizable advantage over three and a half seconds over Alexander Rossi. We will complete 34 laps this time by. However, Alexander Rossi is starting to shave the advantage down a little bit. It was 4.3 seconds a few moments ago and Rossi has now pared it down to 3.7. So it's Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta, and Felix Rosenquist, the top five. Then it's Graham Rahal, Roman Grosjean, Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award, and Christian Lungard. Uh, so a couple of cars from Rahal Lanigan Lanigan racing in the top ten this weekend is Joseph Newgarden. Don't know that he really is feeling any pressure from Rossi, but Rossi appears to be coming, Nick. No, not quite. Rossi certainly starting to uh, narrow the gap, but you're right, Mark. Badly needed good runs for Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan. That stuck out to me as Graham Rahal makes his way through turn number one. But you're right. Up front, Rossi at least hanging in the same area code of Joseph Newgard. Yeah, I want to pick up that battle for the sixth position. That's Graham Rahal and Roman Grosjean. That one's nose to tail as they clear turn number three. Rahal climbs back into the throttle. Grosjean took a little wider exit, kicked up some dust. So, Michael, that's the battle for six that's heading your way. Yeah, Graham Rahal looked like he was struggling with that car as Grosjean makes a move to the inside, and he will easily get around Graham Rahal at the exit of turn number five. Now Grosjean starts to make his way through the gearbox, and he'll get about a car length or two advantage as the field makes her way down into the carousel, Jake. And so that means the next target for Roman Grosjean will happen to be as he works his way around Graham Rahal, Felix Rosenquist, but he's got some room to make up before he can get there. Very clean pass that he made of Rahal before they got to the carousel. Rahal about three car lengths behind that green machine of Roman Grosjean. Just saw Jack Harvey grab the 15th spot for Marina's VK. Let's go to Pit Road, check it with Ryan Marine. Uh, you guys had noticed that Alexander Rossi was making inroads on Joseph Newgarden and ha- he had, Joseph Newgarden that is, been given a fuel number to hit, but just a few moments ago Tim Sindra came over on the radio and he said, let's just go wheel one and go. We're going to have to build a gap. Pato Awards crew also talking about making another pit stop, so these leaders might not be done coming to pit lane just yet. Yeah, Davey, and I think we that's what we can uh, glean from the fact yeah. that he says, yeah, uh, we need to build a lead here. Yeah, that, I just, when I seen these pits coming early as they were trying to get off those red tires, I thought, hmm, it's going to be pretty early. Maybe they're going to save fuel through this middle part of the race and then try to get back on strategy to make it a two-stopper. Didn't really see that happen. It came in pretty darn early. And I can say it's not just a short track. This is a four-mile course. And I have come up about 12 miles short on fuel to make it on a two-stopper. So unless they save a massive amount of fuel, I expect all these leaders to come back in one more time. Well, since Roman Grosjean cleared a Graham Rahal, he has checked out on him. And uh, I guess if you're Graham Rahal, what you fear at this point is losing another position Uh, to Scott McLaughlin, who's on a bit of a charge. So we'll complete 36 laps next time by Joseph Newgarden, Rossi Erickson, Herta Rosenquist, the top five, Grosjean, Rahal, McLaughlin, Award, and Lungard, the top ten. Davey, all in all, much better weekend for Rahal, Letterman, Lanigan Racing. I know, again, they weren't happy with qualifying, but you've got Rahal in seventh, Lungard in tenth, and Jack Harvey in fifteenth. Yeah, that's right. That's what they needed. Just something to help their confidence as a team. We talked to them earlier. That it's just a lack of 
people sometimes in that team that's that's causing them problems with speed. But right now, they're finding something. They're looking good. If they can just finish this weekend off with some decent results, maybe that'll get their momentum turned back around and go in the right direction. Uh, shout out to Davey, to Simona Di Silvestro and uh, Beth Peretta and that uh, cooperative effort with Ed Carpenter. I mean, I, I know you don't come out here and do this to run 22nd, but given the circumstances, I mean, she's got an outside shot at getting in the top 20, but even if she finishes 21st or 22nd in this 27-car field, I got a sneaking suspicion there might be a lot of smiles in that paddock when this race is over. You know, without a doubt, what a great run for Simona. Not, you know, hasn't been here for seven years in one of these race cars. So uh, for her just to show up and be able to perform the way she has. And just look at the lap time. She is she's doing pretty darn good on lap times. Not way off the pace like uh, we the good that could have happened. She actually did this. She just ran a 151. Well, that last lap was a 149. She must have been in traffic right there. And the leader's only running 148. So she's right in the game. Want to pick up the battle between Felix Rosenquist and Roman Grosjean. That one starts to get a little racy now. That is the battle for the fifth position that heads to Michael Young. And here comes Felix Rosenquist on the inside of Tatiana Calderon as he makes his way around. That will hold up Roman Grosjean. Now Grosjean will work to driver's left to the inside of Tatiana Calderon. Didn't lose much ground, Jake, but that'll put him back about a car length or so trying to get around Rosenquist. And you wondered if Grosjean thought perhaps by getting past Calderon he might be able to get a little bit of a slingshot effect and pick up Rosenquist as well, but he was not able to do so as they worked their way now through turn number nine. They go underneath that Johnsonville Speedville Bridge, if you will. Grosjean with about a three-car length advantage over, or excuse me, to make up on Felix Rosenquist. So Rosenquist holds that spot for now. We're talking about the fifth position on the racetrack. Grosjean, about four car lengths now behind Felix Rosenquist out of turn number 10. All in all, pretty clean job by Tatiana Calderon, Davey, of trying to stay out of the way of those two battling for position. You know, that's you know she's just trying to get lap time around here, just trying to, you know, continue to find speed with that A.J. Foyt team. Now, you got to remember, she's running right with her teammates. Kellett and Kirkwood aren't uh, very fast either. They're just missing something on this course. So, yeah, she's doing what she needs to do to get out of the way. Don't don't mess up what's happened with the leaders. Uh, well, this could turn into a drag race. Newgarden, Rossi, Erickson, Herta, Nick Yolman. You'll see a great gap between them. Then you go back to Rosenquist and Grosjean. That's where things start to heat up a little bit. Grosjean going to try to use this pretty narrow front straightaway to set up Rosenquist. Not close enough, though, to peek to the inside. It's about a two-car length advantage. That orange, blue, and black car of Rosenquist holding off the green colors this weekend of Roman Grosjean. Grosjean takes a smaller arc through the turn, which allows him to close up on exit. Grosjean back into the throttle pretty quickly as they scoot underneath the Sargento Bridge and head back to Michael Young. Grosjean not afraid to use that chrome horn, will not be able to do it this time. Rosenquist still able to hold on to about a two-car length advantage. Both drivers smooth through turn number five. Now climb up that 40-foot hill underneath that Corvette bridge. They make that left-hander into turn number six. Now work their way down into turn number seven in the hurry down. And when they work their way through turn number eight is where Rosenquist was able to get a little bit of separation. And Grosjean went a little bit wide through turn number eight, kicked up some grass. That allowed Rosenquist to get away a little bit through the carousel so Felix Rosenquist catches a break when all of a sudden the green of that grass absorbed the green of the race car of Romain Grosjean who got back on the racetrack but as they worked their way through the carousel in turn number 10 
Grosjean now has an additional eight car lengths to make up before he can catch sight of the fifth place running Felix Rosenquist. Back up front, 38 laps complete next time by Newgarden, Rossi, Erickson, Herdet, Rosenquist, the top five. Grosjean, Ray Hall, McLaughlin, Award, and Lungard, the top ten. Joseph Newgarden with a lead of 4.7 seconds. Let's get you a, a, a little conversation with our Jake Query and one of the drivers of the NTT IndyCar Series. We call it a hot lap. We learn a little bit more about the driver beyond the racetrack. This week, Jake caught up with four-time Indy 500 champion Elio Castro-Nevis. The 92nd hot lap is with Elio Castro-Nevis of Meyer Shank Racing. We're going to get right to it here. If you were a superhero, what superhero would you be? Spider-Man. Come on, man. I should have known that. Yeah, that was that was a dumb way of asking it, right? Now, is that did, was that by design? Did you grow up a Spider-Man fan, or was it once you started climbing fences, then you I'm, became? I'm glad you asked. I did. A lot of people were were Superman. You know, uh, that's the the hero that they uh, used to 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 look after. But I really enjoyed the Spider-Man because probably I wasn't a big guy. I always uh, I'm not a big guy, and I guess I really related to Spider-Man. So it was really cool. I I, I liked when I when they start giving me the nickname of that. You have lived in exotic places. You grew up in Brazil. You've lived in Miami. But what is your favorite place to visit? I'll tell you what. Uh, home is always the best place because we travel so much and you want to staycation, not vacation. And uh, But this uh, lately I've been enjoying to go to Colombia, Cartagena, which is where my wife's from. And uh, what a beautiful place. So I do enjoy to go there. How often do you cry when you watch movies? Still crying a lot. Uh, actually, I would say, how often do you not cry <laughs> okay, when you good. watch movies? <laughs> You're absolutely right. So, no, I'm a softie, so I, I, I won't be able to hold tears. Who was your first sports hero? Definitely was uh, Ayrton Senna was a guy that I always look after, which was a Brazilian race car driver. And who is your biggest hero today? My dad. He is the one that uh, taught me all the right, wrong, <laughs> every, everything that the man should be. He taught you well. You're a fan favorite for a reason. Elio Castroneves, your hot lap is complete. All right, 39 laps complete next time by Joseph Newgarden with a lead of 4.4 seconds. Newgarden, Rossi, Erickson, Herta, Rosequist, the top five. Roman Grosjean, Graham Rahal, Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award, and Christian Lungard, the top ten. Davey Hamilton, in your opinion, who is in the best shape fuel-wise? Well, I think the best shape is Grosjean. Last minute on lap 30, that's a couple short the way I see it now. If he could save some fuel... Maybe you got to remember these are four mile laps, so that's eight eight uh, eight miles of fuel. Uh, good Lungard in that tenth position, last pit on thirty one. I always see him having to save like one lap of fuel. So looking at those two drivers right now, they look the best as far as fuel mileage goes, and not having to save as much as these leaders. For example, Newgarden on lap twenty, I I see him, you know, like twelve miles short of fuel. And, and Joel Sebastianelli, perhaps you can give us a little a view into the crystal ball, at least in terms of the fortunes or plans of Felix Rosenquist. Felix Rosenquist will be pitting this lap. They're going to set out a fresh set of black tires. So again, uh, not scuffing any of these sets. This is another set of stickers for the 17. Pareto Autosport also laying out, and this will be the fourth and final stop for them. They have been clean all weekend and quite proud of that in the longest race Simona Di Silvestro has run since the Indy 500 a year ago. It's well back, Michael Young, but Castro Neves, Belucas, Rinas, VK, those guys for the 17th position look like they're battling for the lead. They're slugging it out. Castro Neves has Belucas right behind him. VK lost a little bit of ground. He's got Kyle Kirkwood all over his gearbox. They make their way through turn number six. Those four are shooting it out. 
knocked out through turn number seven. They're running 17th, 18th, and 19th, and Kyle Kirkwood running 20th wants to get a good view of that, but Kirkwood might have thought better of it for a split second because VK and Malukas looked like they were going to make contact with one another. Malukas was able to get past that. VK gave up a spot. Yeah, VK went awfully wide, Davey, and uh, the reason we went back there and took a look at it is because, let's face it, that changes everything if those cars get together and bring out a caution. That's right, changes everything, and by the way, look who's right behind VK. That's Will Power, who had our issue early on. Looks like he's going to be able to get by VK as well, as we see right now. We're looking at pit lane. Here comes Rosenquist. Joel Sebastianelli. Felix Rosenquist is in for his final stop. They've been encouraging him on the radio. Awesome job, awesome job. He wanted to turn a front wing. The driver will get what he wants out in nine seconds. And, and we see tires laid uh, out all up and down pit road. Yeah, we sure do. They're starting to come in. These drivers and teams that start did the early pit like uh, what, what we just seen with Rosenquist. They have to come in, so we know they're going to be coming in momentarily. And uh, well, we see Felix Rosenquist working his way off of pit road now. A couple of cars, I believe that's a Graham Brayhall's car right behind him, Davey. So, uh, again, that pit window opens up, and here we are at lap 40. And it's interesting, again, to watch all these different strategies unfold, and then they all come together over the last stint of this race. Yeah, really surprising on how early some of these leaders pit. And I thought that right from the get-go, I thought, mm, they're coming in like four laps early on the first stop. And like I say, if they didn't stretch it through the middle section of this race they're going to have to make a three stop profit it just looks at Rosenquist we know he, he that was his strategy to do the three stopper we'll see how that works out for him but right now on the two stop strategy Lungard looks like I say really the best he, uh, the way I see it he only has to save four miles of fuel well and again as you mentioned I mean people might say well does a lap two laps three laps make that big a difference sure it does <laughs> but it's a four mile course yeah we're not in Detroit like we were last week where it's two mile course it's a four mile course and by the way Hard to save fuel on this course. A lot of straightaways. How do you save fuel? Usually, it's in tight corners. It's usually not, you know, getting on the accelerator really hard through those tight corners. And we see Joseph Newgarden coming in right now. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, he came on to pit road awfully quick. I know that you get a the pit road speed limit is set in two stages because it's so long, but. Uh, be interesting to see how very close he was, if at all, as Joseph Dugard comes to Ryan Marine. Here is Joseph Dugard in for his stop. Alexander Rossi stopping behind him as well. In goes the Speedway Fuel. Quick stop for Joseph Dugard and company. And now Alexander Rossi also leaves. It'll be Newgarden winning the race off pit road with Rossi right in tow. What's that gap like, Nick Gilman, off of, uh, off of pit road? Well, Newgarden roars by. Rossi's still getting up to speed. It's still a healthy one, Marcus. Boy, Rossi wiggled on those cold tires. He's right ahead of one of the lap cars of Jack Harvey, but it was a great stop once again for Joseph Newgarden. He maintains a monster lead on Alexander Rossi. And that's Felix Rosenquist just now going by you, Nick Gilman, into turn number one. Yeah, and all those drivers have pitted. Pato Award is leaving pit lane. Here comes Scott Dixon. Looks like Callum Eilat on and off pit lane as well for routine service. Final pit stops of the day, Mark. So we think eventually, Davey, this thing after the, the top six have pitted, we're talking about Erickson, Herta, Grosjean, McLaughlin, Lungard, and Daly. Depending on where they come back out, things could cycle back to Joseph Newgarden? Yeah, I think so. Everybody's going to have to do that three-stop strategy. Now, the one that was not potentially is if Lungard and Grosjean. Grosjean has, he last pinned on lap 30. Uh, Lungard on 31. Uh, that's that's going to be close to them. They may be able to hang out and say they're now Lungard, though. He's 10 seconds basically ahead of Newgard, so if he can make that work, you know, may have a surprise winner. And I think we all agree, Davey, that even if we were to dispatch Ryan Marine and uh, 
and Joel Sebastianelli to those respective pit boxes, they're probably going to keep their cards pretty close to the best. Yeah, I'd have to think so. <laughs> I mean, it's a, as we see Colton Herta coming on pit lane right now. He was running second. Erickson just files by Indy 500 winner on pit lane as well. Uh, so, yeah, Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta. They are coming to pit road for the final time on lap 42. Here comes Colton Herta. It's been a nice, solid run so far. Looks like Roman Grosjean also making the dive to pit lane. Here, though, is Colton Herta. A set of sticker black firestones to go the distance. The Speedway fuel going in. They drop the car off the jacks and release it, but it's a nine-second stop, and he loses the spot to Marcus Erickson. Roman Grosjean down and away. Scott McLaughlin in and out as well. And uh, Nick Yeoman, Joseph Newgarden, long gone. Oh, my goodness. He is uh, absolutely gone. His advantage over Alexander Rossi, Mark, I don't know what it says on the stopwatch, but it's as big as I think it has been all afternoon. As all of those drivers that Ryan just talked about on and off pit lane, we see Christian Lundgaard leaving, Connor Daly as well. Big wiggle from him leaving pit lane. But you're right, the advantage for Newgarden was massive. A daily final stop on lap 41 for a lot of those drivers. Helio Castroneves, the lone one to stop. He's currently running third, but Davey, Joseph Newgarden, uh, uh, it timed it right. Absolutely timed it right. For and, and you know we all thought two stops was going to make it, but it ended up being a three stop race. And by the way, even I, I know that Erickson beat uh, Colton Hurd out, and he had a horrible pit stop. Had an air gun get tied around the, the tire changer's foot, then it got stuck underneath the nose wing and the tire. He had to come to a complete stop, so he didn't have a penalty. So he lost a couple seconds easy on pit lane. Still got ahead of Colton. And uh, Colton Herta is going to make a race out of it for that fourth position. It's going to be between Erickson and Colton Herta. We'll keep an eye on that and come back for the final 10 laps or so here at the Grand Prix of Road America. Lap 44 complete to be 3.5 seconds for Joseph Newgarden over Alexander Rossi, Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta, Felix Rosenquist, the top five, Grosjean, Ray Hall, McLaughlin, Pottawa Ward through ninth. 10th, Scott Dixon, 11th, Lungard, 12th, Connor Daly, 13th, Callum Eilat, 14th, Simon Pagino. As a matter of fact, that battle between Lungard and Daly, the battle for 11th, looks pretty good to Nick Yeoman. Uh, yeah, they'll make their way down. Here comes Connor Daly. He's got a spot over Callum Eilat. They're separated by just a couple car lengths. Connor Daly trying to hold off Callum Eilat down to turn three. And again, a pretty good run for Connor Daly all in all. Lungard running just in front of them. So this has turned into the battle for the 12th position. Connor Daly has it. Callum Eilat wants it as they sweep underneath the Sargento Bridge. And we'll watch Callum Eilat last time through was all over the rear wing of Connor Daly. This time, not as close. About two car lengths behind. He will break late talking about Callum Eilat. But Connor Daly gets a nice run up the hill. He'll cross underneath the Corvette Bridge. And Connor Daly about a two-car length advantage over Eilat as they make that left-hander to six and now work their way to turn seven. Blue bit mile machine of Connor Daly. About three car lengths or so in front of Callum Eilat. But again, as they come off of turn number eight now into the carousel, Eilat starts to close that gap just a little bit. Long sweeping right-hander. It compiles turns 9 and 10, and it's in this area where Connor Daly is going to try his best to close in on Caleb Eilat, but still not able to do so just yet. Again, or excuse me, Eilat on Daly. Again, Daly running at 12th and Eilat now at 13th. Uh, the lead for Joseph Newgarden, 3.2 seconds, Davey, with 10 laps to go, and Joseph Newgarden's had a rocket ship all day long. Yeah, it sure has, but look at this. Last lap by, Rossi gained almost a second. His lap time was almost a second quicker. This last lap just now, three-tenths of a second quicker. 
Rossi's back in the same exact position he was last week. Faster, but in second place. Can he wind wind some fast laps up to, to catch Newgarden? We're soon to find out, but right now, he's definitely closing the gap. Yeah, we're looking at Felix Rosequist and Roman Grosjean. That's a pretty good battle. That's the battle for the fifth position. Grosjean has been hooked up with Rosequist for the last couple of laps. Been a pretty good day in terms of pit strategy for Felix Rosequist, Michael Young. He's used that to work his way into contention. He needs a run like this to catapult himself a potential ride for 2023, but Grosjean, Grosjean a little too strong that time by, got by Felix Rosenquist in turn number five, will able to gap himself into turn number six, but still, as you had said, Mark James, and to your point again, Jake, he's done a great job talking about Felix Rosenquist in this race today. Yeah, Rosenquist, again, kind of went up and down depending on pit cycles, but found himself running now in the fifth position in late stages and is trying to hold off Roman Grosjean. The other challenge for Rosenquist, who, to your point, has been really solid today, Michael, is the fact that Colton Herta is the next car for him to try to catch. Herta running in fourth. Mark, he's been one of the fastest cars through traffic all day. Uh, two tenths here, two tenths there for Alexander Rossi. It was 3.5 seconds. A few moments ago, it is down to three seconds. Alexander Rossi will have nine laps to get the job done, Nick Gilman. I don't know if that's going to be enough. This is a four-mile track. I mean, deja vu, my friend. Feel like we're right back in Detroit. There's no doubt that visibly you can see Alexander Rossi is starting to close. You also have to wonder how hard is Joseph Newgarden pushing. But as they barrel down to turn three here, Mark, in the closing laps, there is no doubt for my untrained eye, Rossi is starting to catch Newgarden. It went from 2.9 to 3.1. Now it's back to three seconds. But, Michael, it's a two-horse race because Marcus Erickson is some 11 seconds behind those front two. For Joseph Newgarden, he's got Alexander Rossi on the charge. Remember last weekend, it was Will Power on Reds, and they were old red tires. These two drivers have fresh tires, and Alexander Rossi has a nice launch out of turn number five. He makes his way through turn number six. Newgarden about a six-car length advantage. So we'll watch them now as they set up for turn number eight, talking about Joseph Newgarden and Alexander Rossi, that turn that sets them into the carousel. The, the Again, the, the lead is a big one for Newgarden, but it is starting to shrink just a little bit over Rossi, and it's a long way back before you get to Marcus Erickson and Colton Herta. Uh, we mentioned there was a battle moments ago for that 12th position between Eilat and Daly. Connor had it. Eilat wanted it. He got it. So let's uh, give you the field in front of him. Joseph Newgarden, Alexander Rossi, Marcus Erickson, Colton Herta, Roman Grosjean. Felix Rosenquist, Graham Rahal, Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award, and Scott Dixon, your top ten. And Davey, uh, with nine laps to go, the lead setting around 3 to 2.8 seconds. That tells you that Joseph Newgarden is doing a masterful job of hitting his marks. Yeah, you know, absolutely. When I see that one-second lap gain over Rossi on Newgarden, I thought, oh, he's in trouble with this last lap. It was a tenth of a second. That's not going to cut it with only eight laps to go. So uh, right now it's 2.8, as you just said. They're, they're, yeah, the lap traffic could play a part. I just seen one of, I think it is a Pato Award come to, to uh, stop. Oh, yellow flag's going to come out, guys. Uh, so it looks like Pato Award is awfully, awfully slow, and he is going to get it off the right side of the racetrack. And, Davey, bad news oh. for Joseph Newgarden. That lead with eight laps to go 
will evaporate as Pottawa Ward comes to a stop of the course. Uh, wow, this is going to get really exciting right now. Pottawa Ward, something happened to his car, couldn't tell what, just pulled off of the side of the road. And, yes, it's going to get interesting now. Uh, let's go to Ryan Marine for an update. It sounds like it's something of an electrical nature. Taylor Kyle, when he first reported the issue, said try a different switch. Evidently, did, that was not the fix. So, heartbreak for Pottawa Ward, who had a top 10 run going. I'll see if I can get more details from the team. You know, Davey, uh, his fate and the fate of Alex Below uh, kind of minimizes the damage uh, for a guy like Will Power. I mean, Will had issues at the start of the race, and uh, now a couple of guys that are chasing him, they've had their share of issues. I mean, Below is 10 laps down in 27, and this is going to cause Pottawa Ward to drop like a stone. I mean, Will's not going to leave here with a point lead for now, but the damage for him has been somewhat minimized. Yeah, sure, it absolutely has. As we see, it, it's going to be minimized somewhat. But, man, Newgarden, the last couple of years, Mark, if you recall, leading this race, something happens right at the end, getting past, not, not, not making the, the win in his favor. So we're going to see if it's going to be three times. Will it be three times that's going to happen to Newgarden being the leader of this race and not being able to win it? Uh, so as it stands right now, let's give you the update, the points that we're talking about. I'm going to get a lot can happen yeah. over the last handful of laps of this race. Uh, Marcus Erickson would go back to P1. He would lead Will Power by 20 points. And Joseph Newgarden with the win uh, would pick up a couple of spots and be 27 back. Pottawa Ward uh, is going to continue to fall, but it looks like he'll leave here 39 points down. 42 points back will be Alex Below. Scott Dixon, 64. And then Alexander Rossi would be 65 points back. But uh, for Rossi, Davey, uh, his fortunes could change in a couple of ways. I mean, if he could lead a handful of the last laps here, don't forget, you know, he gets bonus points for pole, but he also gets bonus points for leading the most laps. Right now, that distinction goes to Joseph Newgarden. And I say that because I think a point here, two points there, going to be that significant by the time we get to the season's end in early September. I can't agree more. And how about just this? Will Power going off track early, fighting his way back to 17th. With this restart, he's behind Castro Nevis and Sato. Can he gain a few points? He lost one spot in second. Like you said, Erickson, where's he going to be hurt? It's been really fast all over him. Is he going to lose some more points? But you're right, man. Uh, with When you talk Rossi, every single point counts. Finds himself, you know, seventh at the points with 65 points back. But just imagine, it could go ahead quickly with a win. I mean, that extra points for winning, that shoots you right up. Scott Dixon's in that sixth position, only one point ahead of Rossi at this point. Uh, six laps complete. Uh, six laps to go, rather. Next time by, 49 laps complete. Full field rundown for you. Dugard, Rossi, Erickson, Herta, Grosjean, the top five. Rosequist, sixth. Ray Hall, seventh. McLaughlin, eighth. Dixon, ninth. Christian Lugard is tenth. Calavino, eleventh. Connor Daly, twelfth. Simon Pagino is thirteenth. Jack Harvey is fourteenth. Takuma Sato is fifteenth. Elio Castro Nevis is sixteenth. Seventeenth, Will Power. Eighteenth, David Malukas. Kyle Kirkwood, nineteenth. Renus VK, twentieth, twenty-first. Devlin DeFrancesco. 22nd, Simona Di Silvestro, Dalton Kellett, 23rd, a lap down at 24th, Tatiana Calderon, 25th, Jimmy Johnson is a lap down. Uh, Pato Award is out of the race shown in 26th, and Alex Below is 27th. He is 11 laps down. Joseph Newgarden has led 19 laps. Alexander Rossi has led 16 laps. Rosenquist, 7. Erickson, 3. Sato, 1. Ryan Marine.
Brian Herta is the strategist for his son Colton, who runs fourth. This bunches the field back together, and Colton's been putting on a show for us. What does he have in store here if we get this thing restarted? Uh, I don't really know. You know, we've made spots on restarts, so hopefully we'll do that again. But uh, it's been a great drive, you know, from 11th up to fourth already. So, you know, hopefully we can at least hold that. And if we move for forward and get on the podium, it'll be amazing. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Alex Pillow apparently cannot improve his position, and uh, that's in indicated by what Joel Sebastianelli tells us is happening in that pit box now. Joel? Yep, Alex Pillow got out of the car just a few minutes ago, hopped on his scooter, and is heading back to the paddock, so the 10 is done for the day, Mark. And, Davey, it appears as though, at least uh, for now, Alexander Rossi and Brian Barnhart, after some early season struggles, are firmly on the same page with their race strategy and their communication. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, and, and good on them. I mean, good for both those guys uh, to get a little bit of luck and get back on track. And seems like they really have things going right now. And we're going to talk to Brian right now. Go ahead, Ryan. Well, Brian Barnhart, our guys were just talking about it. Seems like you're kind of hitting your groove with Alex on the strategy and the way he's run today, dropping back but hanging in the fight. How proud are you of the team's effort so far? Oh, they're doing a great job. Alex is awesome in the car, and the, the Napa AutoNation crew is doing a great job in the pits. So. Uh, should be a good battle between the two of them up front. Does he have anything for Joseph? We're going to find out. Yes, we will. That's Brian Barnhart, strategist for Alexander Rossi. And now let's hear from Joseph Newgarden. What does Rossi have on the button? 25, 2-5. Uh, Rossi's got 25 on the button. Then Erickson's got 4, Herder's 2, and Grosjean's 41. And Davey, uh, on the button means uh, Joseph Newgarden wants to know who has what in terms of push to pass behind. Yeah, and and you know he's he's the best so far. He's thirty-seven uh, over Rossi's twenty-one, and as he just said, Erickson with four, Colton Herta with two, Grosjean and Rosaquist have the most. So is ninety-one seconds for Rosaquist. You know he's been by himself, hasn't really had to use it. Well, now is a good opportunity for maybe gain a few more spots. And Ray Hall in that seventh spot, as you talked about earlier. Good news for that team. Rafani has some results. Newgarden tenth. Ray Hall with 78 seconds left. So is he going to gain some spots as well? So that may, it's a lot of power. Plays a big part, especially down these long straightaways. Yeah, and I think all in all, that Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan racing team. You know, Graham when they left Detroit, he, uh, he was none too subtle as Graham uh, is typically. When you ask him a question, you're going to get an honest answer. And uh, you know, he, he basically suggested that perhaps their resources are spent a bit too thin. He said we shouldn't be as bad as we are, and apparently they've gotten on a bit of the same page, too, since they left Detroit. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and you know, all three cars in the top 15, it's not what you want in the top 15, you want the top five, but a huge improvement because in the past, it seems like all three cars were 15th and beyond. So, uh, yeah, definitely an improvement. And, hey, top seven for Ray Hall, getting Lone Garden in 10th, that's two of them in the top 10. So, you know, that's not easy to do in this series. So they're definitely on track. They, they found what their weakness is or feel like they know what their weakness is, and they're, they're fixing it. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, you've got that break coming, and we heard Larry Ford say they're going to test some people at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway coming up, and we expect some testing by some other teams too. But, Davey, all in all, if you're going to go into a break, you want to go into a break with a good feeling and, uh, you know, a bit of a positive result while you have this two weeks off before we get to the next race weekend. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes the ones that are really doing well, the cars up front, uh, they don't – they're, they're not much to find. I mean, they continue to test, but they, they're trying to find the little things. But, you know, they when it's the teams in the back, they're going, they're throwing everything at it. You never know. They can find that magic setup to put them ahead of a lot of these people. Uh, so, final couple of corners, setting up for 13 and 14, and we will go back to green flag racing 
The Grand Prix of Road America with five laps to go as the pace car is off and the green flag flies and Joseph Newgarden gets a really good start off of turn number 14. No dust kick done. Let's go turn 14. We've got trouble. We've got one of the XM cars spinning off course in turn number 14. But Nick Yeoman, full song, green flag to turn number one. Joseph Newgarden's advantage is big, but they're going full course yellow. Everybody fans out and quickly slows down. We see Simon Pagino make his way through turn number one. So, Mark, that tells us it's the four-time Indy 500 champ, Elio Castroneves, who's brought out the full course yellow. Maybe that was indeed Elio Castroneves. And, Michael, while you're calling turn number five you can also see turn number 14 i was watching the restart to see who got the advantage coming out of turn number 14 and when elio made that right hander the back end just stepped out and he spun at the exit of that turn and came to a rest right in front of one of those markers as he came out of the, just lost it right in the middle of the turn it looked like and i'm sure you guys will see a replay to be able to clarify even more and Davey, you did indeed just see the replay. Yeah, just exactly what he said happened. He was just a little bit too low, came off there, got on the throttle, spun the thing out. Unfortunately, could not keep the thing running. And, man, not good. His, well, I almost said his teammate, his former teammate, Newgard, had such a huge lead. Uh, that's what he needed over Rossi. And, and now Rossi has a second chance at it. Yeah, Rossi's got another shot at it. But I'll tell you what, if the next restart is anything like the last one, Davey, as they cleared turn number 13 and got to 14, Joseph Newgarden hit the button and he was all but gone. He was all but gone. If you recall, that's what Rossi did to Newgarden early in this race, was able to have those three restarts, was able to take right off. Now Newgarden's trying to give him a little bit of his own medicine. And remember, did they use, they neither one used any push to pass right there. Newgarden still with 37 seconds. Rossi still with 21. Erickson with four. Colton Herter with two, so nobody used uh, any of the push to pass on that, that particular restart. Uh, fortunately for Elio Castro Neves, he did not hit anything, and the AMR IndyCar safety team was there quickly, and they were able to get him restarted, and he pulled back out onto the course so quickly, Davey. Safety truck's going to resume uh, return to their respective positions, but uh, boy, back to Elio Castro Neves. He falls to 23rd. It's been a struggle for Elio this week. Yeah, been a struggle, and we were talking about uh, Will Power was right behind him and, and Will's trying to fight his way back to get some points and he puts him in that 17 spot uh, he is currently in second in points now 20 back um, if it was to end right now behind Erickson so yeah not a good day for Castro Nevisal came in pretty strong over the weekend seemed to have a pretty decent race car uh, but just hasn't been able to uh, him or Pagino who runs 13th his teammate just haven't really been able to uh, finish it off this weekend uh, cautions book ending this race Davey we started with a handful of cautions looks like we're going to end that way yeah you know we I would have bet my money there was going to be no cautions today because that's mostly what happens at this racetrack. No cautions, but I would have lost uh, big time for sure because been a lot of cautions and a lot of mix-up in this field at this point. Now, even even with the, everybody thought, hey, this is going to be a two-stop strategy. Uh, no, it was definitely a three-stopper right from the get-go for all these teams. Uh, well, safety trucks returning to their respective positions, and uh, by the next time they cross the line, there will be just three laps to go. Joseph Newgarden, Rossi, Erickson, Herta, Grosjean, the top five. Rosequist is sixth. Ray Hall, the seventh. Scott McLaughlin is eighth. Scott Dixon is ninth. Christian Lungard is tenth. Callum Bylot, 11th. Connor Daly is 12th. Simon Pagino is 13th. Jack Harvey is 14th. 15th is Takuma Sato. 16th is David Malukas. 17th is Will Power. 18th is Kyle Kirkwood. 
19th is Devlin DeFrancesco. Simona Di Silvestro is 20th. Rita's VK is 21st. Dalton Kellett 22nd. Elio Castro Nevis falls to 23rd. Jimmy Johnson a lap down in 24th. Tatiana Calderwood a lap down in 25th. Pato Award is 26th and out of the race. Alex Below is 27th and also out of the race. There have been seven leaders, ten lead changes. This is caution number five for nine laps and an ultra-important restart and another challenge, Davey, for Joseph Dugarton. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, he's he's the most nervous guy in the pit area around the track, I assure you, right now. And and Rossi, he's excited. He says, hey, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to go for it. I'll guarantee you that he's on charge right now. But if Newgarden could do exactly what he did on the last one, the last restart, he's going to be fine. And matter of fact, you got to watch the push the pass. He does have some. I think if Rossi can get close enough to him that uh, he has a little... If they both use it, both, both makes them equal again. But he has a little advantage right there. Again, uh, there will be three laps to go when the green flag flies as they climb the hill. And it's always interesting to note the car gets off at turn 14 the fastest, usually has a bit of a gap. But for whatever the reason, just maybe simple momentum allows that gap to close a little bit into turn number one. And that's where things are going to start to get interesting. Off of turn number 12 right now, the pace car pulls ahead. And the field is now firmly into the hands of Joseph Newgarden. And they will see the green flag when they come off of turn number 14. And Joseph Newgarden has a pretty solid jump out of turn number 14. He leads Rossi. He leads Erickson. He leads Herta. He leads Grosjean to the start-finish line as the green flag flies. Three laps and 12 miles to end the Salcio Grand Prix. And the battle is for second. Here comes Marcus Erickson, the Indy 500 champ. He's going to shoot to the inside of Alexander Rossi. Elbow get very wide. This sweet takes over that second spot, and Mark Colton Herta is looking for third. Colton Herta looking for third, may give up a spot to Robot Grosjean. They run side by side, and their bumping wheels is Alexander Rossi pulls away, but Erickson with a firm grasp of that second spot to turn number five. And Alexander Rossi loving it as Grosjean goes off course. A battle for that fourth position. Herta will get it. Now Grosjean will work his way to the inside of Felix Rosenquist. So the rest of the field clearly through. But Joseph Newgarden checking out as he makes his way through turn number seven. A flurry of activity in the closing laps in Road America has Joseph Newgarden. Eight car lengths in front of Marcus Erickson. Everything starts to now all of a sudden go single file. One through five. But Joseph Newgarden got the jump that he wanted a little bit further back in the back of the pack. A move is made by Scott McLaughlin, but Newgarden is the leader out of turn number 10. McLaughlin is able to work his way around Graham Rahal to grab that seventh position. The lead for Joseph Newgarden, 1.2 seconds. And, Davey, it appears as though that uh, Erickson, uh, Rossi was so focused on Newgarden, he left room for Marcus Erickson. Yeah, exactly what happened. He just he he, he was playing uh, offense but lost the ground and then forgot to play a little defense on Erickson as Erickson is pulled away from him. Now he has not just one of his teammates but two of his teammates all over the back of him trying to make that pass. So Rossi, he, right now, he, he may be struggling yeah. to make the podium. Yeah, the one that's the most aggressive right now is Colton Herta. He comes off of turn number 14 and he hits the button in an effort to track down Alexander Rossi. Meanwhile, Joseph Dugarton hits the turn number one. And Newgarden's advantage over Marcus Erickson is a healthy eight sec eight car lengths. Then another five back to Alexander Rossi. Another three back to Colton Herta. And then Roman Grosjean rounds out the top five. All of those cars slide in the exit of turn number one. But it's still Joseph Newgarden, your race leader. 
Joseph Newgard with a lead of 1.5 seconds over Marcus Erickson, Alexander Rossi, Herna Grosjean, the top five. Those cars are starting to get some separation over sixth place running. Felix Rosenquist, McLaughlin, Ray Hall, Dixon, Lugard, the top ten. And Newgarden already through the Maureen sweep. Then it's Erickson in second. Rossi with Herta right behind him. That's a battle for third. Grosjean in that fifth position. And then Felix Rosenquist. Further back there, three wide into turn number five. The two coin cars nearly make contact. Sada will lose out on David Malukas. Will Power nearly getting to the back of them. But the leader's already to the carousel. So let's take a look at the final spot of the podium. Because right now it is Alexander Rossi that holds on to it. But Colton Herta is challenging hard. That is his teammate as they work their way through the carousel. Again, the battle for third. Rossi got a little bit loose through turn number nine. Herta not able to make up ground. He's got two car lengths to make up. Colton Herta is charging on his teammate, Alexander Rossi, into turn number 10. Will Power was back there mixing it up for the 19th position. Why is he doing that? Well, every point matters so much. He was 17th, but that dust-up pushed him back to 20th. Meanwhile, Joseph Newgarden with a comfortable two-second advantage over Marcus Erickson. Erickson with all kinds of breathing room now over Alexander Rossi. His car was fastest when he needed it to be. A little wiggle by Joseph Newgarden upon exit, but as he crests the hill, he will see the white flag of the Sancio Grand Prix of Road America. Joseph Newgarden, the only driver this season with multiple wins. He is going to try to extend that into turn number one. Nice and clean. About a 12-car length advantage over Marcus Erickson. Then it's Rossi, Grosjean, and Herta who has slipped back to the fifth spot. Uh, before we toss the lead back to Michael Young, Herta and Grosjean continue to mix it up. And again, as Nick said, Grosjean grabs that fourth spot. Meanwhile, the leader, Joseph Newgarden, 2.2 seconds to turn number five. Newgarden won on an oval. He won on a street course, and if he wins this race today, could take home a million dollars. Joseph Newgarden through turn number five for the final time. That battle, again, for that fifth position. It is now Felix Rosenquist on the gearbox of Colton Herta. Herta slow out of the turn. Back to the front, though, with Joseph Newgarden, your leader. That situation has not resolved itself in terms of that battle for fifth, but all eyes up front on Joseph Newgarden, the baby blue and white machine, the... Of course, PPG paint scheme for Joseph Newgarden working his way into the carousel with a sizable 10 car length advantage over Marcus Erickson. Joseph Newgarden, no issue through turn number nine, works his way now underneath the Henry Bridge. Joseph Newgarden sets sail now, Mark, for turn number 11. Yeah, there's no question. Joseph Newgarden has absolutely been on a tear since a most disappointing month of May. In the back of his mind, he's got to wonder, when will fortunes fall his way at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway? He'll worry about that next May. But for now, his focus is firmly on a championship that he is working very, very hard to climb back into. The lead grows to 3.2 seconds off turn number 14 for the final time. When he crests the hill, he'll see the twin checkers. A dominant day for Joseph Newgarden. He leads 26 of the 55 laps in route to victory at the Sancio Grand Prix of Road America. Marcus Erickson is second. Alexander Rossi is third. Robot Grosjean is fourth. Colton Herta is fifth. Now, uh, well, getting firmly into the championship chase is uh, certainly a lot for Joseph Newgarden to be happy about, but Davey Hamilton, he wins the People Ready Force for Good Challenge. The driver who wins on an oval, street circuit, road course, same season, 500,000 with his or her team, 
another 500000 to that driver and team's chosen charity. Congratulations. Well done, Joseph Newgarden. Yeah, wow. Isn't that amazing? What a, what a great uh, program and a great uh, bonus for, for everybody. And uh, being able to pull that off, not even halfway through the season, that just tells you how strong Newgarden is. Surprisingly that strong, but still not leading the points, Mark. Still third in points, only 32 back. He gained two. He was fifth going into this race, comes out in third. After he left the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, though, Davey, he was rather long in the face because his month of May did not go well at all. And uh, I think he was a little concerned about his chances to stay in the championship. But, boy, he has quietly put himself firmly back into contention. Yeah, without a doubt, he is firmly back in contention for this championship. As I said, only 32 points out. He can make that, you know, on a roll like he is right now, just winning that million. This team has some momentum going. What a great race, uh, by the way. And what a great race for Erickson, being able to come to that, finish second. Just was up there all day. But Rossi seemed like he was the guy to beat all day long. Ends up third. A good run for Rossi, although after his second last week, he's not going to be happy with the third. But Grosjean and Herta, with that, those three Andretti cars, third, fourth, and fifth, they battled with each other those last few laps. Fun to watch. Second week in a row, Davey, we've had a Penske driver kind of get some semblance of redemption. If you remember, Will Power won last week at Belle <laughs> yeah. Isle. The year before, a late race mechanical issue cost him a win. A year ago, a late race mechanical issue cost Joseph Newgarden a win here. He comes back to win this year. Yeah, isn't that ironic how that worked out? You're right. They both had wins locked up last year at those two tracks, but... It looks like it gave Power got his win back this year, and now Newgarden gets a chance to redeem what uh, went bad last year to be able to win this year. Uh, a good day for Chevrolet. Davey, the battle for the championship. Honda finishes second, third, fourth, and fifth, but Chevrolet gets the win, and they finish sixth. They finish seventh, and the total right now, 678 to 618 in favor of the bow tie. Man, nobody can get away. Isn't that great, Mark? I mean, yeah. what a what a battle that we love to watch. They just nobody can get away from each other. Chevrolet has been leading, but man, they just uh, every time they get another win, the Hondas are stacked up right behind them. Uh, badly needed rebound, not overall, but a badly needed rebound for a couple of Andretti Autosport drivers. Really good run for Roman Grosjean. He was racing late. Colton Herta gets a top five, so good days for them. Yeah, so Grosjean, let's start with him. Happy to see he didn't hit anything this weekend. He didn't cause any yellows. It was a clean weekend for him. He has a great result. So hopefully that he's learning from that, that not to make mistakes, maybe not try so hard, finds himself in fourth. And, and Colton Herta with an engine penalty, having to start 11th, being able to drive his way back up to fifth. Uh, you know, good runs for both those drivers. Third step on the podium for Alexander Rossi, Joel. Yeah, and look, I, I know you want to win every week. Last week it was like, what if? we had one more lap you'd have gotten it done this week you were tracking down joseph if there's not a caution do you think you would have been able to be on the top step of the podium probably not um i think it would have been yeah probably not like he he was just really fast all day today um i think the yellows certainly hurt us in the beginning because i think we we had a good pop on each of those restarts um and we're never able to really get away and um anyways it's it's a little disappointing, but ultimately still a good day. Um, hats off to the team. They did a great job again, and it's uh, it's rolling. We just got to keep working at it. It's a fifth, a second, and a third, the last three races for Alexander Rossi. The AutoNation Napa team is getting it done, Ryan. In victory lane, a hug and a kiss for the champion at Road America. That is Joseph Newgarden. 
with his wife celebrating his third victory of the season. And Joseph, I'll tell you what, it looked like he might have had this race under control in the late cautions, the late restarts. They made you work for this one, didn't they? Yeah, it was not an easy day. Uh, um, you know, at the beginning, it was a good fight with Rossi, and then we just kept having all these cautions. I was hoping I was going to be able to go long in that first stint and maybe attack him and pass him and, um, you know, without in, be, having to do it in the pits. But I had to rely on my team. They sorted me out on that first stop. And then from there, it was about getting through lap traffic um, and, and the guys that were on an alternate stat strategy. And I was just trying to get away from Rossi at that point. I, I just needed to build a gap and then see what we could do. But this PBG car was a rocket. Team Chevy uh, just sorting us out completely this year. So so thankful for everything they've done. How crucial was what your guys in the pits did on that first stop to get you the lead in the track position? Yeah, it really came down to them. You know, I, I think if there was no yellows in that first stint, we would have had a better chance of attacking Rossi. Just, um, you know, with, with tire degradation, I felt like we were stronger than him. So I was kind of waiting until the back end of the stint. Didn't get that opportunity. So, you know, my team sorted me out today. With a third win on a third different type of circuit in the NTT IndyCar Series this year. You win the People Ready Force for Good Challenge. That's a million bucks. Half for you, half for a charity. How cool is that? I, I, I'm blown away. I, I kept forgetting about this whole deal because we, we've been sitting on it since Barber in April, but uh, to finally get that done you know, it shows the diversity of this sport, uh, how difficult it is to go to all these disciplines and keep on it. And this this team is the best at it. Absolutely a joy to drive for Team Penske. We have uh, such a great crew here with all three cars and especially on the two car. Um, so we got to keep going. You know, it's, uh, it's still early days in this championship. Lastly, I know the month of May wasn't what you anticipated, but a strong run last week in Detroit. Now the win here in Road America. Are you guys firing on all cylinders? Yeah, I, th I think we have all year, really. Um, even the month of May, you know, we showed up ready to attack in the 500, and we were doing that until about halfway through. So it was a bit of a heartbreaking event. Um, but that's the Indy 500. You, you know, you either leave there the winner or heartbroken, and, and we certainly left heartbroken again this year. Congratulations, though. No heartbreak today. You are a race winner again at Road America. Thank you. Joel? But with Marcus Erickson, we don't just race for wins, we race for a championship, and you are unofficially the new points leader. I'm sure you'll take that as a consolation you're leaving Road America. Yeah, no, it's been a great weekend. You know, we came out strong on Friday and had a really good car, and yesterday qualified, see some best P4, and, uh, uh, you know, the, the whole Ganassi crew and, and the 8-car crew did a really good job, Honda as well. So, uh, yeah, it was a good race. Joseph was a bit too fast there in the end, but uh, overall super happy. And like I said, it's a very important day for the championship. We're back in the lead. So, yeah, very happy. All right, the Husky Chocolate Honda P1 in points as we leave Wisconsin, Mark. Full field rundown, Newgarden winner, Erickson second, Rossi third, Grosjean fourth, Herta fifth, Rosenquist sixth, McLaughlin seventh, Rahal eighth, Dixon ninth, Lungard tenth. Callum Eilat, 11th, Simon Pagino, 12th, Jack Harvey, 13th, Connor Daly, 14th, Takumasato, 15th, David Malukas, 16th, Redis VK, 17th, Devlin G. Francesco, 18th, Will Power, 19th, Kyle Kirkwood, 20th, Simona Di Silvestro, 21st, 22nd, Elio Castroneves, 23rd, Dalton Kellett, 24th, the lap down, Jimmy Johnson, Tatiana Calderon, 25th, the lap down, out of the race in 26th, Pottawa Ward completed uh, 46 laps and just 36 laps complete for Pottawa Ward. Uh, he finished 27th today. The points look like this. Indy 500 champion Marcus Erickson with a 27-point lead over Will Power. He's 32 ahead of Joseph Newgarden. He is 45 ahead of Pottawa Ward. And in fifth place, Alex Pillow was 47 back. So, uh, it, it, uh, some of the other stats for today. Seven leaders, ten lead changes, five cautions for nine laps. Graham Rahal plus 14 on the day. Harvey plus seven. 
Purdy plus six, De Silvestro plus six, Connor Daly plus four. Joseph Newgarden led three times for 26 laps, and he picked up a uh, half million dollars for him and his team and a half million dollars for his charity. Final words when we come back to Road America. The Sochio Grand Prix at Road America has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Speedway, the official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Coors Light, cold as the Rockies, Coors Light is proud to be the official beer partner of the IndyCar Series. Coors Light, made to chill. Borg Warner, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Ruoff Mortgage, for a fast mortgage process, apply online at Ruoff.com. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. By Racing Optics, the official arrow screen and helmet tear-off of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today, Davey Hamilton in the pits, Ryan Marine and Joel Sebastianelli in the turns, Nick Yeoman, Michael Young, and Jake Query. Our chief engineer is Rick Evans, satellite support by Scott Brigat. Our producer is Sam Rumza. The network director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James. IndyCar takes a short break, but come right back here Sunday, July 3rd for the Honda Grand Prix at Mid-Ohio. Our coverage starts at noon Eastern on most of these same stations. In the meantime, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to listen to this race and more on demand. The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.